Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly podcast. This is episode 100, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, milestone, I think, in any podcast to make 100 episodes. I, uh, Clay, I just looked at the very first podcast that we ever did, and uh, we're going to be hitting two years in two weeks. That is insane. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty nuts. Um, right before this podcast started, I asked Clay if this was his longest running podcast. So in, on like 20. <laughs> I'm on seven, <laughs> maybe eight within the next year. Um, but yeah, uh, this is my longest running. Um, it would have been my uh, comic book Legion podcast, um, which I always still plug because we've always had really great discussions to go back on and listen mm-hmm. to. So I still recommend you go do that. Uh, but Mark is on hiatus right now. He's having his house built and um, he doesn't want to record in the literal only one room uh freaking hotel that he is literally living at right now so okay yeah so until until then this is i mean now you've we've surpassed the amount that we were in in comic book legion so yeah this is my longest running podcast that's awesome yeah, so it's pretty nuts. Yeah, we we took, you know, f- due to my anxiety, we've probably missed about four to five weeks of shows out of the last two years. And that's only in the last seven months, Yeah, um, which is not bad. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy because I was thinking about it. I was like, this is episode 100. I was like, two years would be 104 episodes. I was like, we should be getting really close to that. So our two-year date will be August 23rd, and that's when we will be entering season three of the Batman News Weekly podcast. So uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, thoughts on the first 100 episodes? You know, we've had some crazy discussions. Yeah. <laughs> um, to to Pattinson fucking on the Batmobile, to, uh, you know, just recently the Batman Superman stuff, the very controversial Tom King run. You know, yeah. we've, we've dealt with a lot of stuff uh, with this two years. And I feel like, it hasn't even hit its peak, you know? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think because we, everybody says Tom King's run is controversial, but like it's not really. And the reason why is because you still don't hear, you don't hear people still talking about it now. Yeah. Like let's say a last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like if there is even a whisper of Ryan Johnson freaking the entire Star Wars fandom just fucking implodes again. Yeah. Tom King isn't like that. So as much as people want him to be that, he's he's not. And and we say he is the Ryan Johnson for specifically Batman, but overall yeah. he's still a good writer. He he you know creates good content. I still I'm still waiting for that day that either you were really controversial with your take or mm-hmm. I'm really controversial on my take. Because we'll butt heads in, in, in ways of saying, like, hey, I don't agree with this. Yeah. But it's never been like, nah, fuck this, you know? So. Yeah, I I know we've had moments where, like, we were like, no, dude. Like, I just, I don't agree. Like, Snyder I, cut. Snyder yeah, cut. Snyder that is cut. one of them, for sure. <laughs> but I want, yeah, I mean, we did have a big argument when it came to the uh, Tom King shooting Bane in the head. I know that yeah. was a big mark, but. Uh, for the most part, I think the discussions have been pretty solid, even if we haven't agreed fully. 
But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think I, I've actually been enjoying this podcast for sure. I still love talking about Batman. Uh, I have recently been having a lot of discussions on the Discord about my old YouTube channel. And I will say this podcast did kill my YouTube channel because I didn't want to do double work. It made no sense to me. And like some viewers would be like, oh, well, it's, you know, you could have easily done videos and like uh, just done certain topics. I'm like, unless you guys do this, you don't know. Like when you start putting out 900 plus videos and you start talking about the same topic over and over and you do it on a podcast and do it on videos, then you'll understand. Um, as much as everybody like would like me to keep doing that, it's just like I can do everything and have a back and forth with a co-host and actually have more input on this. And I prefer this kind of style. Yeah. You know what we do over at, uh, DC Alliance, and I'm not saying we have to do this or Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that we could, um, we go live every Monday night and then the feed podcast form goes live the next day. Um, so it's raw live. People can see all of our fuck ups and everything else. If we want to do that, I'm not entirely sure we, exactly want to i mean we've we've both struggled with a little bit of like internet issues you know audio and video issues but more importantly the big hiccup of i guess 2020 and 2021 is anxiety you know yeah um with everything that's been going on so i'm just saying that is an option in the future but who knows yeah no i think in these next hundred issues or episodes i would want to try to put like in the next maybe 20 i think that would be solid to try to get a video podcast going because i think that's always what we wanted to do was always make this a video podcast in some form now covid has definitely put a strain on that for i ultimately the ultimate goal would be to have an in-person podcast that would be my ultimate goal because i think i personally don't really listen to podcasts. I like to watch podcasts because I've always been a fan. It's one of the reasons why I love doing reaction content now is I love seeing people's reactions because like you can hear a person's voice say it, but when you see it in their face, I think it's just so much more interesting. You know what I mean? And especially when somebody says something maybe controversial and you see the other person be like, well, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like I love those kind of reactions. So I would love to have a video type podcast and we could easily make that happen nowadays um pretty easily with programs like obs and stuff like that so that is something i would definitely love to do in the future we would just need to work out the logistics of it because at this point i don't think i could edit like youtube videos for the podcast and edit the podcast and upload it and do all that stuff so we would definitely have to work out some kind of schedule or something like that um to make it happen because ultimately what i would like to do is have a long form channel for it for the podcast where people can listen to it weekly or see it on youtube and then have segments of it uploaded in shorter forms, like five-minute segments or 10-minute segments of whatever topic we talk about. You know what I mean? Um, Because that's kind of the best way to do it on YouTube anyways. So, yeah, I would definitely love to do that going uh, forward in the future of this podcast. But, you know, just looking back on essentially two years is what we will be hitting in two weeks. It's pretty crazy. This is something that has was until this year very consistent. Um, we hadn't missed a week. I might have uploaded it a day or two later than normally a couple of times. But for the most part, I think it's been pretty fucking consistent. And it's nice to have an excuse to talk about comics. Um, that's always been my biggest thing. You know what I mean? Um, because it's not every day that I get to talk about Batman um, and really like dissect the character on a weekly basis. Because uh, yeah. the most part, everybody just wants to talk about 
the, the the live action shit. And I'm like, no, you're missing the fucking best shit for the most part. Well, not lately, but you know, <laughs> for the most part, you're missing the best shit, which is the source material of the comic books. So, hey, uh, anybody- it, I'm I'm just saying, like, we just the the light at the end of the tunnel is actually visible now. Yeah, it is. We'll, we'll be talk about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I just want to say, you know, if you've been here since episode one, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We've had, uh, you know, viewers go up and down, especially we we know some people dropped off after the anxiety hiatus, but uh, there's a lot of new of you people this time around. So welcome. If you are just joining the podcast, we appreciate you and we hope you stick around for the next hundred episodes. But all of that out of the way. There's a shitload of stuff to talk about, and um, we're going to go through it. Um, I'm not going to say as fast as possible because we like to just, you know, talk about things. But one of the first thing is Clay has seen episode one of Titans. I have not. So, Clay, what 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 can we expect? What are we thinking? Um, I could already tell that my uh, DC Alliance host um, has possibly completely different thoughts than I do. But I haven't seen it all. Um, he is positive. I am okay. mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a really cool Easter egg uh, about midway to like the last half of the uh, of the show. Uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers out because I know Juice will actually watch the show and not just be like, man, whatever. Yeah, hopefully tonight. So, so there is there is a pretty cool Easter egg that is in your face. So you can't miss it. Like legitimately, it's a part of the story. Um, so that is really, really cool. But I have been hearing that the third episode is like a holy shit moment. Mm. Um, that episode is uh, titled Hank and Dove. So Ooh. I swear to God, if they kill off Minka Kelly, I'm going to be I'd super be pissed. pissed. That um, I, think, I pissed. think she is like debuting on another show and i'm just like don't let it be true because if it's like i know people can i mean we say it all the time people can work on multiple projects at multiple different times um but if she like decided to get killed off because she wanted to work at this other show then i would be kind of pissed yeah um so yeah i definitely hope it's that i don't i hope hbo doesn't do this i hope it's not like a rapey vibe that might happen that would be really I mean bad. they they teetered like not not rape but like mm-hmm. they've been pretty fucking dark yeah um in in the show and and I made the joke last week on DC Alliance that like Titans I feel like is the like edge lord show that's like hey I'm going to be dark because I want to be dark you yeah. know fuck Batman well yeah. it's really funny because we had on the very first episode of season 1 was fuck Batman mm-hmm. And I will say one line here from the very first episode of season three, Jason Todd says, fuck the Joker. Mm. So. (laughs) So tough. (laughs) You know, like, here's the thing. We've said this before on this podcast. Titans doesn't do the profanity well, but Doom Patrol does the profanity excellent. Like they know oh, how robot, to use the robot F-bomb. man's what the fuck moments are yeah. always great. They're always yeah. on point. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people use the F word to be dramatic, but you have to know when to do that. Right. Like that's the thing about good writing. 
anything is on the table in my opinion as long as it plays a good point or it serves a point in the story like you know freaking robots man that's pretty much his catchphrase at this point because he times yeah. them so well but like if you just throw them out there it's kind of just like mm, i don't know about that so um yeah titans has always been the edgy stepchild that is the most popular but you know it's not really the best so we'll see uh i know i don't i still haven't met anybody that's ever liked that finale so i'm just hoping that that is what changes this season <laughs> so we'll see but uh, i'm gonna yeah. watch i'm gonna watch the uh the last two episodes of this like portion yeah um tonight so so does it drop every wednesday or... i think i think it'll be wednesdays that they okay. drop or it'll be friday i'm not entirely mm -hmm. sure I need to I need to go back. I do know that earlier today and I, I guess they're like are just about to end the episode three now. Um, but there was a like watch along earlier today. Mm. OK, OK, yeah, I'm going to see if I can check it out tonight. Um, I've been really bad with time management lately so much that I bought myself time cards to fucking <laughs> pretend like I have a job. <laughs> I, um, so, I still have a whole stack from our old job. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna message you about them, but I was like, I just they're like eight bucks. So I bought like a hundred stack. The thing is, I was literally gonna buy a time card machine. They're over a hundred dollars. Like for just shitty ones. And I was like, no, thank you. I'll write it in. Um, so yeah, because I'm just trying to I've been watching time management stuff because my life has been consumed by Genshin Impact. Um, and I've slowly been getting people in my cult to play it even more and so i'm like yes yes good uh so like uh, i'm literally just waiting for alloy and then i'll, I'll well I'll the thing is there's gonna be you should really start playing now because the year event is gonna be coming up so you're gonna want to get everything Shit. from the year event you keep telling me that that's right yeah Fuck. so okay. they just did a banner but the year event happens in september so you're gonna want to try to get on now um yeah i just got my friend flores into it so flores has been playing it all day um nice. so yeah anyways that's a different podcast um but uh going on from that let's i guess we'll knock out entertainment news which we don't have much more of which is just uh michael keaton talked about now we have two different uh informations on this i don't know if it came from the same interview but i have a bit of michael keaton news where he talked about uh somebody in an interview asked michael keaton if the suit was any more mobile or comfortable for him this time around and he simply replied nope so that confirms michael keaton in the bat suit like i know i know we assumed he was gonna be in it but i'm assuming this is confirmation now that he will be in the batman suit and i think it's gonna be confirmation that it's his old 89 suit as well yeah um mainly because my source of this news uh and was an interview i watched on youtube uh, they asked him, uh, what did it feel like putting on the bat suit again? And he said, it's like riding a bicycle. So he wouldn't say that for a brand new suit, you know? Yeah. So I'm interested to see when we will uh, eventually see it. Um, I'm still betting on fandom for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's when apparently the person that works at Fandom leaked that shit. So we'll see if they'll yeah. make a whole new thing or if they just drop that in HD, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of entertainment news there. And essentially, 
Everything else, unless you have something that I don't have, everything else for this week is all comic book related news. I do have one. Okay. For our The Batman spinoff show over on HBO ah, Max. Yes, yes. The Illuminati exclusively set out this um, article. It says The Batman HBO Max spinoff series has the intriguing new working title of Arkham. So, I think the studio mm-hmm. possibly, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because I want to say that maybe the studio was like, "Hey, I think your show is too much like Gotham, so we're going to change it." But if they did that, I don't think Reeves would want to do it because he's been very, very particular mm-hmm. about how much the studio actually dips their fingers into what he's doing for this movie and for this franchise. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about this. If they spin this show from going into like being a Gotham PD show to now being like, hey, we're going to feature more of these individuals at Arkham. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. So it's a working title means it's not it's subjects to change. Most working titles are usually just Easter eggs anyways for these kind of shows. So I'm hoping it is an Easter egg and it's nothing serious. I do not want an Arkham-based show. If you do an episode where they go to Arkham, I'm totally cool with that. But I feel like if that's going to happen, they are going to cast a bunch of people that may or may not be in the show later or in the movies later, which would be kind of cool, and I'd be down with that. But I do not want a show that is dominated by the villains again, because that's what I hated about Gotham. And I just want a GCPD show that has sprinkles of villains. And we're dealing more with maybe Maroni Falcone, like the mob bosses, and maybe they're hiring these crazy people. And, you know, you just every once in a while, see Batman pop in or do whatever. Um, I would love for Selena Kyle to be in an episode where she's breaking into a lot of shit. And they're like, we're trying to find this cat burglar person and whatever. Maybe that's hinted at in the show. Like, you know, maybe she doesn't need to be in it, but they hint at it. There's been a lot of spring of robberies and it ties into Batman. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what I'm hoping. But yeah, if this turns into, oh, we're going to be at Arkham all the time. I mean, obviously we're still going to watch it, but I'm, I probably wouldn't be a big fan of it. And I'd probably be a lot more crucial of it because When you start bringing out the heavy hitters, the big characters, uh, to try to carry your show, I think that shows um, a problem with writing, in my opinion. Because um, you're just going to rely on like, oh my god, an Easter egg, the Joker, oh my god, la, la, la. you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I'd rather people be like, wow, that was a fucking amazing episode, instead of like, can you believe uh, Jerome's coming back? and me, 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 me. Um, Like that. So um, yeah, I completely forgot about that news. Uh, it doesn't look like we're somebody. I I remember reading that article and was saying that we're getting uh, the Peacemaker uh, show what six months after. So they think we may not see the Gotham show until like six months after as well. Oh really? So you know because Batman would come out first, and then that show would either go into production or would um, you know I don't think they're going to be released. I mean, it would be amazing if they were released like three months after. That would be kind of cool. Like maybe yeah. when it comes out on DVD or whatever, 
then it's like, oh yeah, we got this new show coming out. So check that out as well. Oh, um, just before I was uh, jumping on here for us to record, um, this comes from John Campia. So take that as you will. You know, he's been off and on about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, he is hearing, and I'm pretty sure we talked briefly about this. Maybe I can't remember. Um, James Gunn to possibly direct Justice League for DC. Oh. And rumors of Taika Watiti coming over to the DCEU. Okay, so Taika as a person, I think he's fucking awesome. Yes. As a director, he might be awesome as well. Because I his I wanted to see Jojo Rabbit so bad, and I still have we not still watched haven't it. watched it. <laughs> yeah, we saw Jojo's trailer at work, and we were like, dude, this looks fucking amazing. So I'm not even going to rag on uh, Taika as a director because he's probably amazing. But I have the highest fucking disdain for Thor Ragnarok. I hate that movie. I think it is the worst, yes, worst MCU movie. And there's two other Thor movies. So like, yeah, I hate that movie. Um, I So this rumor has been going all over the place, like basically since the beginning of this week. Mm Mm-hmm. And here's what I have to say, because I also listen to uh, actually two TikTokers that are very big on uh, one of them being more. Well, I guess that both they they talk about just movies in general, but they've gotten really popular over talking about Marvel and DC. Uh, uh, the girl and the guy, the, the yeah, podcast yeah. dudes, they yeah. have a podcast together, right? I don't yes. know the guy's name. What's her name's like Megan or some shit? Uh, well, her her TikTok uh, handle is J Stubes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his is Straw Hat Goofy. Yeah. So I listened to their podcast and they did a review, a, a spoiler free review of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and listened to it. And they were talking about the creative freedom that James Gunn had. Yeah. Which I actually really enjoyed because I can't I can't say, oh, that's batshit crazy. Fuck him, blah, 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 because I was literally begging for WB to give that to Zack Snyder. I'd be a huge yeah. hypocrite if I said I didn't appreciate it. I really do. And Gunn was able to make a really good movie doing so mm-hmm. with saying that because everybody, you know, immediately jumps on to, like you said, Thor Ragnarok uh, yeah. for it. And then Gunn being the Guardians guy. If. They give Taika the same treatment as they did Gunn and say, hey, creative freedom. This is what we want to stand on. You can do whatever. Mm-hmm. DC movies, everybody's like, no, they need to be serious. And like, no, they need more humor. No, you just give the right movie to the right director and yep. it organically plays out however the fuck it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is more important than anything. Don't force it to be funny. Don't force it to be dark. Just let the creator create and it will organically work out. Yeah. So as far as Taika, I really enjoyed his directing of the Mandalorian. There was Um, one part in, because he did one episode. He did the finale of the first season. mm -hmm. It was a really good finale there was one part in that finale that I was like, okay, this joke is running a little too long, but then immediately after something really badass happened and then it continued to be good. Mm. So it kind of just was like, okay, I can throw that out of the way and then still enjoy this show. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be against it, but it really depends on the, I guess, character or characters that he works with. Yeah. Um. Uh. It screams, give him Harley Quinn. <laughs> that automatically comes to mind just because of his style, his humor. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, he's worked with uh, high, like uh, high celebrities before. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was in Jojo Rabbit. Um, you know, oh, yeah. um, and like his win, uh, what's her name wasn't bad in Ragnarok, you know, even though it was her introduction. Um, oh, uh, Leia Thompson. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, I think I, I think he could kill Harley Quinn, but at the same time, like, honestly, I just want James Gunn to handle Harley Quinn at this point. Um, mm-hmm. unless Margot, I don't even think, I don't even want Margot to direct. She could produce everything, but I don't know how much she had a hand in Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, granted you sent me that video of, uh, what's her face? I'm already forgetting. Yeah, Jay Stoops. Um, yeah, yeah Jay Stoops. Uh, and she was talking about how, you know, James Gunn did a lot of the same things that was already done in Birds of Prey, which were solid points. And, um, but like, my thing is, is I, I don't know. Like, I just... I want Harley Quinn to really be handled properly going forward. We can't have like, you know, I thought she was dope. I mean, she was the best part of Suicide Squad, the first movie. And yeah. then Birds of Prey came out and we were like, eh, it was better on our second watching, but we still don't think it's the best movie. And then I think she was handled well in this Suicide Squad. You can't have her be good, then bad, then good, then bad. You know what I mean? You don't want that yeah. with character. So I want to make sure they really handle her, especially if she's going to stick around for a while hopefully um but you know it does seem like she wants to take some time away from the character um i would not be opposed to him doing something stupid like batmite and he's like batmite and i suggested to somebody booster gold uh yeah yeah give, give him booster uh get booster and blue beetle blue and gold would you um, do the the Jaime Ramirez or would you do old school? No, 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 it would, it would be Ted Cord because mm-hmm. Ted Cord has a better relationship with, um, with booster. Yeah. So that's how the dynamic uh, comedically wise, I think yeah. it would work out even more or in a really weird way. Mm-hmm. You can give Taika green lantern because he was yeah. in the green lantern movie back <laughs> in 2010. That would so, be interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, again, like he he's he's obviously a great director because he wouldn't have a job if he wasn't. Um, but like and I say that because he's he's a person of color. You have to be badass in Hollywood if you're a person of color. So like, True. you know, um, because we've seen people like Brian Singer who can keep getting jobs even when he's a fucking shithead. Um, yes. But, you know, so it is possible to have a job in Hollywood and suck. But, you know, that's a different conversation. Um, but anyways, so Taika's done some great shit. 100%. But um, that would be interesting. You know, uh, at this point, I'm totally cool with good directors just getting movies. And you know what? I hope that they're all going to be good going forward. But like I said, literally on the last podcast, I would be okay with James Gunn doing Justice League. I would be, the only thing I would be concerned with is how they're going to go about it. But you saying that news now makes a little bit of sense because in one of his interviews recently, he talked about when he was doing Suicide Squad, they had a like an interview with him or they had they sat down and talked to him and he said he saw the plans for the future or whatever. And or he said something along those lines. 
And so he was like, yeah, man, he's like, they're just trying to get something, you know, worked out with everything that they got going on here. He was like, they let me do my Suicide Squad the way they did it. But yeah, they're totally trying to make something for the future. So maybe he has some input in that. Maybe he was like, all right, I've seen the plans. I could definitely make a Justice League out of this shit. I'd be interested to see what he does. And I would hope James Gunn being somebody that is like loyal to people and stuff, he would bring back Cavill. I would hope so, too. Now, I did say I was a little bit on the fence to this um, when we were talking about it in my uh, other podcast group. Um, When they shared this news, I said, I think everyone at WB wants another Justice League movie to move uh, more away from Snyder and Joss Whedon. But it would honestly be a mess considering the general audience only sees these movies at face value and would be confused with the Justice League so close to the last without any context or buildup. Yeah. Um, and then I thought about it. I was like, well, technically, you do have you still have Wonder Woman, you still have Aquaman, you still have the Flash, and you still have Shazam. Mm-hmm. Like, if I think Zachary Levi's Shazam is worthy of being a Justice Leaguer. I For think sure. he would be really, really a really cool addition. And he's but a comedy then, relief. And the comedy relief. But then again. Somebody said, oh, you know, uh, in the podcast group, he says, uh, I I can agree with the lineup or even Sasha Kaye's Superwoman or Supergirl because of Flash. Uh, yeah. And then I said, well, we didn't have a back character. If they wanted to mesh the HBO Max stuff, you can put uh, you can put the new Batgirl on the Justice League. And we've always talked about in comics. Yeah. How it would be kind of cool if there was a scenario where Batman couldn't be in the field, if they legitimately put a Nightwing or a Batgirl on the league without needing the Batman title, you know? For sure. Yeah, no, I would still love to see that in comics as well. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have options, and we'll see where these HBO Max movies go, if they will ever be on the big screen or not, or if it's going to be like Marvel where they say they're going to be. And they're not. Well, but then again, apparently Daredevil's supposed to be in Spider-Man, right? That's what they say. Well, yeah, and then like especially now with everything on Disney Plus and Kevin Feige literally controlling everything now that Jeff Loeb is retired, mm-hmm. um, they are for sure connecting due to like Loki and all of that other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm you know, at this point I'm we've been saying it a bunch on this podcast. We just want good movies. I, you know, continuity at this point is just, it, it's like the comics. It's just fucked. So we'll, you know, just give me something good. And we really won't know what the future brings until we see the flash, because I'm pretty sure the flash is the course correction movie. Cause there's really no point in doing flashpoint for his first fucking movie, in my opinion. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there, but let's move on to this crap ton of comic book news. We have, um, one thing, the first thing we'll just knock out. Cause I feel like a lot of these things we're just going to run through. Jeff Lemire is doing a Robin and Batman book. That is going to be a three, um, issue series. Um, which I think I'm fan. We've been a fan of Jeff Lemire's work on here before. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be about. Uh, yeah. I didn't pick up if it was going to be on black label or not. Um, but either way, I think Jeff Lemire is a solid writer. So I'm excited about that. Uh, on top of that, it also seems like there's going to be another Robin series where all the Robins yes. are together. It, it is the winner of the round Robin voting oh. thing. But people finally connected the two and like, wait a minute, you had a thing called round Robin and then Robin just 
conveniently was the winner. Mm-hmm. It was running up against Blue Beetle as the final like voting thing. And then magically, like just within the last 30 minutes, Robin won with like over a thousand votes. So like people people called bullshit on it, but DC was like, oh no, look, Robin won. I was like, oh great, another Batman book. Yeah, that freaking. Um, I mean, as someone who's gotten second place in a contest before, I can say DC does seem to want to change their winners at times. But you know, I'll leave that as it is. Uh, you know, they kind of like know that story. Rules. Yep, <laughs> they like to bend the rules sometimes to make sure they get what they want. But it is whatever. Uh, so there's that. Now, the next thing, you sent me this this morning. I think this could be amazing, but it could also be shit. And that is Tom Taylor is essentially, as the articles are saying, is making a Game of Thrones in the DC universe. Yes. the art of, of, course it, of course, it will be an Elseworld story. Yes, 12 um, issues, though. But it is called Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, um, I've always been down with Batman having a sword. So like putting this in Game of Thrones, it looks like Superman is going to be like some type of royalty um, yeah. in, his, in this area. Wonder Woman looks cool. Um, I'm curious if this is going to be I would be OK with them being on a team. But I feel like this story should also have backstabbing. Because that's what's needed for these type of things. If they're just all like, we hate each other, but we come together to fight the magical dragon at the end. Like, I don't care. Like, these are the kind of stories where you can have Wonder Woman kill Superman or Wonder Woman go kill Batman because she thinks she was she was deceived by so and so or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and then maybe Catwoman rises or some shit like that. You know, Um, I think tom taylor he does we've seen him do so much shit in elseworld and for the most part he does a good job usually doesn't stick the landing for us in particular but um he does build amazing worlds and uh game of thrones and dc characters i'm totally down with it um because you know what i'm hoping that you know hbo owns them now maybe they're kind of like we do game of thrones these are DC things. Let's make a stupid Game of Thrones DC show. And then we'll fucking go from there. And then maybe we'll finally get Catwoman and Batman scene that can't be put on Harley Quinn. But it can be in a Game of Thrones. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, I I mean, what are your thoughts on that book? I think it looks cool. Um, I don't know how, like, because there's Elseworlds stories yeah. um, uh, of this. I think there's, I know one for sure is in the Elseworld Superman volume two of him being a knight. Uh, I know that there has been so many uh, uh, fan arts of Batman being a literal knight and fighting a Joker dragon or serpent of some kind. Yeah. So like there was I that know story in Tom King's run. Yeah, I know aesthetically it's going to work, but like actual story wise like you it needs to fit the fantasy narrative yeah tom taylor says that like everybody thinks that he is a horror guy but realistically he is a fantasy guy so i would like to see where he benefits in telling this kind of story so Mm -hmm. i'm 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 interested for sure but i just i really need to see how that first four issues goes 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited, but we'll see. I mean, he's been killing Nightwing, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But moving on to the two biggest pieces of comic book news this week. One has made me really happy. The other is just one of those topics that I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, but it's big enough to talk about. And that is that in this week's Urban Legends, Tim Drake has come out. Well, they haven't clarified it, but it is assumed that he is bisexual. He could be pansexual. He could be any other kind of, you know, whatever pronouns he wants to have or whatever sexuality he wants to have. But in this thing, we know from comic book lore, he's dated uh, Stephanie Brown, who is spoiler. And then in this series, he has he went out with a boy. I don't know who this guy is. I don't I haven't read the story or he, whatever. He is he is a character that actually shows up pre fifty two, pre new fifty two. Okay. So like this being now the omniverse where like everything matters and all continuity is continuity, they were able to use this character again mm-hmm. because they hadn't introduced him in uh, the new fifty two at all. Okay. So him being a really good friend of Tim Drake, they were able to be like, hey, this can be a story of like his kidnapping and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that's that's where the character comes from. OK. Um. So I feel like we're on opposite ends here, or at least you tried to play devil's advocate because we actually had this discussion in the discord. If you guys want to go join that, we actually talk about Batman comics and Batman News Weekly uh, there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. This actually had about like six people talking about it. Yeah. And we actually had people that are from the LGBT community also talk about this. And mm-hmm. they were not fans of it. But you were playing devil's advocate. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, you know, because I mean, I try not to get angry at every decision that DC makes, even though it's really easy to, <laughs> uh, especially nowadays. Um just because of the like just crazy decisions that they decide to make now. Um, But this one, I don't feel like is too out of left field. And the reason why, and I said it in the discord, like you said, go check it out. It's really fun. Um, Always something to talk about there. Um, But I said this in the discord. If you look at Tim Drake's character from basically right either before or right after Bruce dies in Final Crisis. Tim has like this inkling of like, do I want to be a hero? Do I want to go to college? Do I want to start my own life? You know, doing all of these, like he's questioning him being a hero. So there's the metaphor of being confused there, right? Mm -hmm. And then even when you move towards New 52, you can see him being the hero, but he's still confused as of like, hey, I can have a double life, but maybe I should just stay being Robin because I know that I'm needed there, you know? Yeah. Kind of forced not to be more open to new things. Mm-hmm. Then there is the um, issue where he helps Brick while uh, going to the LGBTQ parade. Yeah. Um. And then you, in the midst of all that, you have the on and off uh, conversation about dating Stephanie Brown, Mm -hmm. right? So there's all of these allegories for confusion. Mm -hmm. And then for him to make this decision here, although I feel like it is big enough news for everybody to hear about it, it is buried 
in this urban legends book. Yeah. Which does hurt it a little bit. I think it hurts a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, because when people think, oh, I'm going to go read a Robin book, Mm -hmm. they're not going to find it. They have to look for this urban legends. Batman urban legends, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's one thing that's hindering it. But you you read this story, you can kind of see that there is not like sexual tension, but there is something there. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's not saying, hey, guys, I'm by it's him accepting to go on a date. That's it. It's yeah. it's nothing like bombastic or anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think when I've talked to several people about this uh more often than not, I see that people aren't bothered by it, but the people who are are like, this is way too forced down our throats and everything else. I'm like, well, the things that I just said are kind of not forced in the sense mm-hmm. of, yes, there was allegories towards it. This is hidden inside of another book. So it's not like right there in your face. And then it's not like Tim Drake. Tim Drake hasn't actually come out and said it yet. Yeah. So it's not screaming it out into the world. It's just this offhand, just assumption Mm -hmm. that he is now going to be dating this guy, you know? So that is me. That is, that's the way I take it. And so I'm, it's, it could be a whole nother thing to be like, oh, you know, this is fucking stupid. It's just one Mm -hmm. character that I love that they have to make gay and blah, blah. blah. You know, I could be that guy, but it doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. And majority of the people that I talk to that did say that kind of thing don't read comics. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they yeah, just I know the like that's, ca- a, that's a big thing. Yeah, um, they they know the characters and they enjoy like the animated series. They enjoy the movies. They enjoy the other pieces of media, but they don't read the comics. Yeah. And there is quite possibly right now, including Young Justice, Tim Drake is in Titans two to three other reiterations of the character that may not be seen as by, mm-hmm. you know, maybe assumed now that this is what's being written in comics, but you have that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not completely bothered by it in the way of like, this is pandering or anything else, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. because one big thing that we had a discussion about, cause you reminded us of it in that discussion was the fact that there's rumors that Jaime Reyes in the HBO Max show may be uh, that he may be gay. Yeah. Bisexual. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying, Oh, well the P why is it that the people of color can't just be a a person of color? They also have to be, you know, yeah. Gay, whatever, whatever kind of sexuality mixed or whatever. And in the defense of that, I'm just like, well, this is a very white character. Yeah. Being turned into into by um, sometimes I just have to laugh at that because mm-hmm. it's like, ha, they got one of you. Yeah, but it doesn't really bother me too much because I don't think him as him being by doesn't hinder him being Robin. I agree. I agree. And I'm not bothered by him. Like this doesn't. Tim Drake is one of my least favorite Robins. So I don't genuinely don't care about this. And like, I've had my Tim Drake rants on this podcast before. He's just, I'm not oh, the yeah, biggest the, Drake fan. I'm just Tim not. Drake, best Robin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not the biggest Tim Drake fan. So this doesn't bother me. 
But as somebody who does constantly want more inclusivity in these things, I've always been there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And I think this is the wrong way to do it. And I also just think like we've gotten so many new characters in the Bat family. Why aren't we focusing on them? Blue Jay, right? They're giving her a back of the book kind of story. She's, if I'm not mistaken, gay, right? She's a yeah, lesbian. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You have Batwoman. Like you have all these other characters that you can already focus on. Which I think is kind of bullshit. Um, when was the last time we saw Batwoman? Exactly. And this is my thing when it comes to this is DC just wants to make waves and they're not, they don't care about, they care about selling books and they're like, aha, Tim Drake is going to be gay or bi. So people are going to go buy this book because it's going to be important and it's not even an issue one guys. So yeah, it's going to be amazing. And like, that's, what's going to suck because this book may or may not sell better. The problem is, is people aren't going to go buy Tim Drake books just because he's gay. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what DC thinks is going to happen. And in this story, if you were going to make this very important, right? Like if this was going to be not necessarily something that matters to his character, because this is something that's like a lot of people don't talk about their sexuality. It's just it's what they are. And that's it. Like, that, you know, they don't care. It's like, that's not yeah. who I am. It's just I like men. I like women. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. And that's totally cool. But I think if you wanted this to have an impact or you wanted it to really mean something, one, you shouldn't have buried it in an urban legends book. But two, this is something which it blows my mind that fucking uh, Tinian or Tynan has didn't do this in his run because he's part of the LGBT community. This should have been something that was told over time. Like, I can't really say much about it, but there's something that happens in the next Batcat book, because I've been able to read it already, that is very consistent. And I was like, I'm so glad this happened in the book because it was something that happened in all of Tom King's run. And that was 90 plus issues. And I'm like, I love consistency. So if you would have had this story of Tim Drake struggling with the confusion and all this kind of stuff over Tynan's run, and then... He comes out and he has this like, oh, yeah, this new guy shows up and, you know, maybe he starts saving his life because he's getting in trouble or he's doing whatever. And then it goes out to like, hey, would you want to go on a date sometime? And he maybe that issue, he's confused and maybe he talks to some of the Bat family. Like if you would have had and I hate when it has to get into this stuff, but like if you want to show that like it's OK to be gay or it's OK to do this, having Tim Drake have that discussion with Batman would have been so powerful. You know what I mean? Like, just like, hey, man, you're like my secondary father figure. I would like to tell you this is how I'm feeling. What do you think about it? And just having Bruce accept him for who he is and telling him all this stuff, like, hey, it's good, it's all that jazz. I think for people that are reading that, that would have been like, maybe they're struggling with their own identity. Maybe they don't know how they feel. Maybe they are confused about their sexuality. Seeing that their hero Batman is also accepting of that. And like... If you wanted to make it crazier, uh, we do know a lot of people, especially in our state, when they do s reveal that they are, you know, part of the LGBT community, their families hate them. Maybe you yeah. could have had Tim Drake's father have that issue. And so people could even relate even more to that character, knowing that he was, you know, denied by his father or his family. And and that's kind of like that's what I said also in many of the d discussions that I had about this 
is it opens an interesting dialogue, or at least I hope it opens an interesting dialogue between him and Stephanie Brown Mm -hmm. or him and his brothers at the Batcave, him and Bruce. Like, I... And it would be very odd. It would be very odd, like, for real, if somebody in the Bat family was not okay with it. You know? Like, writing a character that majority of people like to be a quote-unquote bigot Mm -hmm. in that way would be interesting. And it would definitely be a choice, you know? But I think it is safe to say that majority everyone, if not for sure everyone, will be okay with this inside the DC or DC universe, you know? Yeah, and like... But here's another thing, right? Because you mentioned the idea of like Drake's always been confused or whatever in certain iterations, right? Yeah. You could honestly say that about everybody in the Bat family. And that's what kind of annoys me. Because we know that, Ro- I mean, uh, the best Robin, uh, fucking Dick Grayson, Tim- yeah, yeah. was constantly, his identity was like, I don't want to be this guy. And he went off and became Nightwing. Well, I said, that, the- <laughs> I said that in the Discord because of all of the... Uh- uh, Reddit artists and Tumblr artists. Yeah. I'm really surprised that they decided to do this with Tim mm-hmm. and not somebody like a Dick Grayson or Jason Todd. Yeah. But I also think that's because those two characters are very popular. And that's why I've always said he's not the favorite Robin out of the group. And it's unfortunately because it's unfortunate because DC will be like, yeah, he's he's like he's number four, you know, so uh, we can go ahead and you can do that with him. You know what I mean? I think it would have been more polarizing if it was Damien, because that is Bruce Wayne's legitimate son. Yeah. So that would have been interesting. But again, I, I think and I've said this on the podcast, I don't think he is the most popular robin so they're totally they're like you can throw it on that character you know what i mean but i said has damien had a love interest um didn't aren't they haven't they played around with the idea of um like deathstroke's daughter or something like that before ravager yeah i could be wrong um i don't know and that's weird i uh oh well if you go to tom taylor yes he dated wonder woman but he was older so that's when he became oh, Batman. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's that. But I mean, he's he's also like 12 or 13 most of the time. So do we really need to see that? We don't need no, to. No, but like I'm I'm, I'm just saying, like, because yeah, I, I feel like it's it's very popular in all writing yeah. to give characters love interests sure. anyway. So I I'm just thinking of everybody in the Bat family, and you know, we've seen most of their dating lives. So yeah. And um yeah, we'll see. I said this in the Discord. In a year, I don't think Tim Drake's gay. I think this no? is going to get brushed under the rug like Selena Kyle being by. When was the last time we heard about her liking women? Huh. It just it I, doesn't I, happen. I'm trying to think of even even if there is something that like she like offhandedly seduced a woman to like get her way and they have, no. They have, yeah, they haven't even made the joke of her inviting somebody in the relationship with Batman. You know what I mean? Like, that hasn't even been a thing. Like, Yeah, no. Because uh, Bruce wouldn't be opposed to that. And so it's just like, all right, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, maybe he would be, considering he doesn't do a lot of stuff. Ah, oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Fucking DC. We need new people there. Uh, but yeah, so that's my prediction. My thing is, is they are going to make this a staple 
put it in the main run. And I, I am, I'm very shocked that James Tynan didn't do this. Like, yeah. And I, I even just did a quick search. Um, now I did a quick search on Twitter, not actually like on Google to like, mm-hmm. look at this, uh, this author's like sexuality. Um, because you did say like Tynan is a member of the LGBTQ openly. Yeah. So, um, Megan Fitzmartin, I have no idea if she is a part of the LGBTQ uh, plus community. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Not You don't have to, to write these kind of stories, by the way. Um, but just saying, like, I'm just very surprised this could have been in a main Batman run and it wasn't. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, remember, weren't we promised that all of the heroes were going to come back in the main Batman run? And what happened to that? So it was planned for what I believe is fear state, but that technically goes into our next topic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So we'll just talk about fear state uh, is going to be three months long. Fuck dude. Yeah. Which um, this is James Tynan is clearly a disciple of Scott Snyder because Scott Snyder also loves to have very long events. Now, usually when we see long events like this in DC, it's followed by a big change coming after. So are there rumors of something big happening after Fear State? So again, I think we've we've had this discussion more often than not. And I know I brought it up in the last like actual like comics discussion part of whatever podcast that was two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, because of the Suicide Squad review. Yeah. Um Fear State is a playoff of what we just got, which was Future State. Yeah. Future State, of course, showed us this, you, you know, this, what could be in the DC universe. There's a lot of comics right now in DC that are going straight towards, like, streamlining to what that possible future was, which not a whole lot of people like. Yeah. You could say that the that new change for Batman would be what was predicted in future state, which was the change to black Batman. Mm -hmm. Now, is that because Bruce dies or Bruce gets tossed into jail or Bruce slash Batman goes into hiding? Who knows? Right. But I think there was a lot of plans that are very, very cut at the knees now. Uh, and we'll get into that. But I'm looking at the actual, like, calendar mm-hmm. for Fear State. You are right, because weeks-wise, mm-hmm. I'm sure it equals three months in total. But yeah. it crosses over one, two, three, four, five months. Oh, does from, it? I just so saw it's, October to December. So. No, it's August, September, October, November, December. Ugh, it's even worse. Yeah, because the the picture you see uh, Fear State Alpha on the left-hand side, above it is August, below it is September, and on the side is October, November, December. Hmm. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll probably groan through a lot of that. Unless it's good. I mean, if it's good, we will say that. Because Detective, I've been enjoying again. It's off and on, yeah. but it's been good. Uh, but anyways, the big news, the ray of sunshine 
at the end of the fucking <laughs> tunnel is it was announced this week that James Tynan, again, before we get into this, we have said that we believe that James Tynan is a great writer. We just do not like his Batman run. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there if you're new to the podcast. But it was announced that James Tynan is going has turned down a three-year exclusive deal with DC. Or it was a three-year extension. I don't know if it was exclusive. But it was a three-year extension to continue writing the bulk of Batman and a whole bunch of other things. He has turned this down for a thing called, um, what was it? Something? Substack. So this subscription service is basically Patreon for comics. Hmm. So it's not like a Marvel Unlimited and DC Universe where you pay one set fee for each month and get so much comics. You go into this app that they have not launched yet. They are still working on it. But let's hypothetically say that Tynan is on there. Snyder is on there. Jeff Johns is on there. um, um, John Ridley is on there. And Tom Taylor. Yeah. And let's say Tom Taylor has a price of $9. Tinian has a $7 fee. Snyder has an $8 fee. Ridley has a $10 fee. Mm-hmm. You have to pay all of those separately each month in order to get their comics. Mm, interesting. Hmm. I mean, I can see how it works. I mean, it could be good. Yeah. But like, that's also kind of, I mean, I guess it works now. I mean, I'm pretty sure they get to see the numbers of the books on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would hope that they don't display that kind of stuff. You know? No, no. I I don't think they would display the numbers there either. If anything, Substack would say, hey, tell this to your writer friends Mm -hmm. and get them over to Substack. And so, like, maybe their writers are able to share with potential clients. Yeah. But nothing more than that. I just, I don't know, man. Because, like, there is, I mean, you used to work at the comic shop. And I used to be one of these people I think there's a lot of people out there that are more just like, it looks interesting. I'll buy it. You know what I mean? And I feel Mm -hmm. like that subscription service will lose those people. So, Oh yeah, for sure. But in the defense of that, there are a lot of fans that stick with writers because they'll be like, they'll be like, okay, I really like Batman, but who's writing it? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a big, there's there's a big like gr- gravitas towards writers who are attached to big titles for sure. And once you're on a big title, people get to know you and then they'll start following your other work. You yeah. know, and this this isn't a new thing as far as writers moving on to doing their other stuff, because just like you said, this is this is just like the Snyder move. Snyder moved out of DC because he was getting tired of tired of more uh, freaking uh, Didio, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do his own stuff. You know, same thing with Sean Murphy. Same thing with just basically anybody. Uh, uh, Palmiotti. He does a lot of Kickstarter stuff. You know, yeah. there's so much that they have found out with like, Oh, fans like me for what I do. Yeah. Yes. They enjoy these. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they enjoy the characters that you work with. Yeah. But they enjoy the creator. Mm-hmm. And eventually, a lot of these writers, and I'm not saying you need to pay somebody exclusively. Yeah. Like what they were trying to do with Tynan. They just needed to pay him more. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, I need you to be tied down to Batman for seven years. No, mm-hmm. just be like, hey, they're offering you this much. We will offer you this much now. Yeah, because according if, to the article, this is his greatest, his best contract ever. Yeah. So which is insane. Yeah. Um, Because I, I said this to some friends also, like they, DC needs to start freaking giving their artists and writers money. Like yeah. they can't just be like, oh, we need to save money on this. So you're only getting paid this. Like, mm-hmm. no, if you're going to put somebody on Batman, pay them for Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the model that we're going to need to see in the future is like, hey, you're going to get paid this amount during the month. And this is your quota of books you need to hit. And you yeah. get that. No, it's basically a salary. We're going to give yeah. you $100,000 for the year but you need to write x amount of books i think that's going to be the that needs to be the play in the future um but i mean this isn't just an american problem it's a huge problem in the manga world as well so um but you know unfortunately the difference between the manga thing is i don't know how the rights work over there i don't know if creators get part of the toy sales and all of that shit in manga but uh, usually those things just die and those people have those rights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas a lot of the reasons why people are leaving DC and Marvel is because if they create new characters, they have no ownership of those characters. We're seeing that Marvel's in the news again because they don't pay their creators when for the stories they use in their movies. $5,000 and a thank you. Yeah. For a movie for- that makes billions of dollars. Yeah. The guy from that created Thanos only got paid ten thousand for the part that fucking Thanos played in that whole fucking MCU. Yeah. So yeah, it's insane, and I think a lot of people, you know, as we're seeing the change with social media, people are like, "This is fucked up. You big companies are fucked up. Like these people are creating shit for you, and you do not give a fuck." So this might be the play. Like Tynan and Snyder might be ahead of the curve here, and they'd be like, "Yeah, let's. This is what we're gonna fucking do. Fuck these big companies." We already have an audience that we got off of them. Like, thank you for the job. And they'll probably always pay us to come back anyways. But let's go make as much money and make shows and all this stuff. Because apparently Tynan already has a show in development from one of his IPs. Uh, Snyder has one as well, if I'm not mistaken. So they mm-hmm. can make money elsewhere. And like, as much as I don't like um, the current Batman run, I would swap places with Tynan in a heartbeat for what he's doing. Because his creative shit is good. And we've said that before. Oh, yeah. And and that's how I know that he knows this is the best thing for him. Yeah. The reason being the what was the indie book that we were reading? Uh, the the conspiracy one. What was that one called? Oh, um, fucking damn it. I'm getting it. Con- it's not under just covering two Snyder's. Yeah, it's um, fuck. Is it like Red State or something? It was, like it was something of truth. Oh, uh, Department of Truth. Okay, yeah. so Department of Truth and Everything's Eating the Children, Mm -hmm. both are now getting either a movie and or TV streaming show. Yeah. Like, he is going to be making money off of that. A Mm -hmm. lot more money than what he's making at DC. So, 
if he's like, oh, I have other ideas that could possibly get me that kind of status of a show or a movie, then he's going to fucking want to do it, you know? Yeah. It's it's just common sense. And I'm not saying he's stupid for doing it. Yeah. I'm saying that this is literally the smartest thing he could do. Yeah, because going to this area, he retains all intellectual property rights. Mm-hmm. So he can make all the creative characters he wants. He can make all the series he wants. And whether they're successful or not, he keeps all the rights to them. And I think that's what creators want in the end. And it's one of the reasons why, I mean, my dream is still to write for Batman. It, I read so much Batman today. I'm like, man, I love this character so much. I still want to write for Batman. But I also know that, you know, anything I create while making that is not going to be mine. So I would hope eventually the main point is maybe I do these mangas. The the best case scenario would be like I gain some popularity. And then when I go to DC, I have the option to be like, hey, um, this is how well I do in this other area. You're going to pay me this much because you're not going to give me any rights here. And, you know, like that's how you have your leveraging power. And if they want you, they'll, you know, when when you're wanted and when people are in demand, you have the negotiation power. Yeah. And so maybe that's what's going to happen in the future. And maybe DC is just going to start relying on like unknown writers, which might be good because we'll get fresh stories um, to because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we don't want to pay these big guys anymore. So let's just go get random like college students that are coming out of, you know, English degrees or whatever. And if they got a good pitch, we'll let them go with it. And yeah. we might get a lot of bad stories, but eventually we'll probably get some good ones, too. So, um, but unfortunately, that's not going to fix the pain of writers and artists dilemma. Uh, I'm concerned with what's going to happen after issue seven, 117, which is that's going to be his final issue. Do we also get a new artist? No. So uh, George Jimenez says that he is not leaving the Batman title. Okay. Apparently. So they may have just like they attempted with Tom King, they may have like one or like one a buffer period Mm -hmm. where there's like one or two story arcs with two or three artists or two or three writers. And then it moves on to a like, Hey, this is your Batman title writer from here on out. Now from the deep underground of the uh, comic book news sites and everything else like that. There is rumblings of either Williamson or Zdarsky for Batman. At the moment, they're both not my favorite. (laughs) Now, I haven't really kept up with Legends. Of course, Mm -hmm. Juice will talk more about that. But Robin, I have been okay with. The only issue that I've really had was the last issue. Um, both with Williamson and unfortunately they changed the artist for that one time. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, they do get back to uh, Gleb or whatever his name is. Um, there is also, you know, the, the names that have to be thrown into hat into the hat. The obvious one being John Ridley. Yeah. He is writing the story of I am, I am Batman dealing with Jice. And, you know, it's very conveniently kind of, lining up half-assedly um, to what's happening in Batman right now. So it's very easy for him to just be lopped into the story, I feel like, with this whole fear state thing, possibly. Yeah. And, you know, we now have the Black Batman on the main title, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, again, 
names that unfortunately just have to be thrown in there just to be thrown in there. People are saying Bendis. Bendis, of course, wrote a somehow critically acclaimed Batman Universe Walmart story, Mm -hmm. um, which I did not like whatsoever, but apparently it's his best work at DC so far. Um, So he may be thrown in the mix. I will say that I don't think so, because one thing that Bendis loves to do is if he has a focus on a certain character, especially in a team book, that is the only character that he focuses on. Everything else is pushed to the background. That's what he's doing in Justice League right now. Mm-hmm. Most of the characters don't matter to the story. He's only focusing on Naomi. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then uh, writers that I don't think will touch the Batman title that everybody wants to, Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor has a lot on his plate right now. Yeah. A lot. And I just don't think it would be in the cards for him to be writing Superman, Nightwing, and Batman, along with this new 12-issue story, along with still having plans to continue the deceased story as well. Yeah. Um, I would throw in, uh, because I would love to see this, and it would be history, Cami Garcia. We talked about her so much. We did not oh, like her. Yeah. We didn't like the ending. With the ending. Yeah. But for those first other eight issues, she was killing it. I would love to see what she could do on the Batman run. And then we would have two females writing both top Batman books. I'm for it. I'm yeah. totally for it. Um, I just recently, uh, when this news dropped, same day, I went ahead and released a mini episode on DC Alliance of my picks. Um, who I would want there. Um, we were a really big fan of Gene Luen Yang's Superman Smashes the Clan. Yeah, I only read issue one, but yeah, it was great. He is writing Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe right now at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Conveniently, his Batman Superman title ended about three weeks ago, just abruptly. So it would also make sense to be like, hey, Tynan, you know, has like the next five months covered. Can you start writing some Batman? So that way, when you need to jump on, you have stuff already, you know. So there's that prediction as well as for me personally. Marvel got an Eisner from Leah Thompson's Black Widow. Black Widow has been actually really flipping good with uh, Thompson on it. So if they decided, hey, we would love for you to come over to write Batman, having a woman write Batman um, on the main title would be great. Another name that a lot of people want, but he's already said that his exclusive contract is not up, but he has always been interested in writing Batman is Donny Cates. He is finishing up his Venom run. He's going to be writing uh, Hulk after that, and he is continuing his run on Thor right now. I'm doing a lot of big stuff for Marvel, uh, Mm -hmm. but he has always shown interest that if he ever got the chance, he would want to write uh, for Batman. Yeah. I feel like Donny Cates, like, his contracts are never going to line up, so he'll probably just do, like, a side project. Like, he'll, he'll do, like, a black label or something like that in the future. 
yeah um for batman i don't think he'll ever jump on the main title unless he has it planned out like all right my contract ends in two years dc i'm there in two years um you know i'm pretty sure we'll talk about this like more when we read the final issue of tynan's run but you know whoever is the next person you better bring back fucking catwoman that is all i'm saying because like maybe she's gonna come back in fear state but at this point like tynan made it such a fucking like staple of his run to get as far away from Tom King's run as possible. And I think that hurt his run the most because we said this on this podcast that we think that people were going to everybody that hated Tom King were going to wish for Tom King to come back after a while. And that is exactly what happened after Joker War. And when Batcat was finally announced and everybody's like, I can't believe we're finally getting good Batman again. Like, this is going to be amazing. Everybody thought Tom King was fucking amazing at that point after they shitted on him for so long. There's so There's been so many people that are like, eh, just bring back Tom King. <laughs> yeah. And like, that is saying something, right? Like, it's it's one of the, it's the classic saying of you don't know what you have until it's gone, right? Yeah. And like, he, and we're going to talk about one of his books later today, but he's still killing it. Like, even though he's not on Batman, he's still writing fucking great stories. We just gushed over fucking Strange Adventures two weeks yeah. ago or whatever. So, like, he's still killing it. And, um, yeah, I just don't... This is another problem with DC is if they're never going to do the manga style of writing where they're just like, hey, it's a new story, we're going to keep going with that, then they need to be extremely strict with what happens going forward. And, um, yeah, I just don't... The, the idea of separating Batman and Catwoman has been the dumbest idea that DC has had in comics in a really long time, in my opinion, because that was selling. Like, if you were to go to the Reddits, there was literally people saying that that was the only reason they started reading comics of Tom King's run because he brought in Catwoman. And the moment Tynan fucking took her away, they were like, man, this fucking sucks. So yeah. like, you know, because people want to see this. I don't know why DC executives think like, nah, nah, Batman can't do this. No, that's what people want, but you don't want to fucking give it to us. Like what the fuck? And apparently they have a bad habit of giving people what they want. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, we've complained about this Batman run for so long, but in the next five issues, what was this next Batman was on 12? This Batman. I think we have five issues more. I think we have about five issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, but on top of like the crazy thing is, and we're going to talk about, we're just going to, I skimmed Joker. Let's just move to comics. So yeah, moving on to Joker. Um, I didn't read this book, but since we are talking about Tynan, uh, did you know this is an ongoing I thought this was going to end at some point. No, like that's the that's the thing that I don't understand about this book. So it's an ongoing that was supposed to be the story about how Gordon and Bane were going to go chasing after Joker. Yeah. And the biggest problem that I have with this stupid book is that it's not a Joker story. Now, mm -hmm. it is a Joker story because Joker is involved with it, but it's a Gordon book talking about Joker. Yeah. And I didn't get to read this uh, this week's it, issue. I didn't read it either, but it's apparently Gordon like Interpol, it, 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 like intercepts Gordon, and I guess he's going to start working for Interpol now. 
and like it's just him doing all this other shit and i'm like why do i care about any of this and i think it's like it showed those villains because you know how joker like peeled off one of the guy's faces Um, i think he gets a new mask and like yeah it's just all this stuff and i just i don't care and and apparently tynan leaves on issue 14 on this series so is this gonna keep going like again yeah the only reason this should keep going is if they change the fucking title. Yeah. This isn't yeah. this isn't Joker. Like the entire story, I have I'm scrolling through this thing. I do not see Joker whatsoever until the last page. Yeah. And I don't even give a shit about this backstory. Like I don't even know what's happening in it. Um because they changed the artist and it's like goofy poppy like I don't even know who this chick is. Is it punchline? Like I just don't get it. I don't care. Um, yeah. And I was just shocked that when it said Tynan leaving Joker after issue 14, I was like, that thing's going to have more than 12 issues. Like I was just shocked um, because we still haven't gotten the reveal of now. I, I guess when they said Bane, mm-hmm. it was lady Bane. Yeah. But we still made the assumption that the people that hired Gordon that dude that was all wrapped up like we thought that was bane and i'm sure that eventually it will show up that he is bane yeah it's weird that tynan is leaving but doesn't he have that 12 issue vampire story coming out i think that's getting cut i i 100 think that is being cut i hope so he did say in his thing that he the reason why he turned down the thing is there's no way he could work on his own stuff and batman at the same time he said the bi-weekly thing. There was no way. So he, I, he said that he could, but it would just be like a huge workload on him. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see him still doing this. You know, I will say, though, since the jump, I haven't heard shit about Scott Snyder. So nope. maybe I'll never hear of Titan after this, too, because like I'm not on social media. You know what I mean? So any yeah. news I get is from you. Like, yeah. you know. So like Snyder um, made Snyder made a huge announcement the other day mm-hmm. about his exclusive uh, deal with Comixology and Dark Horse um, for his for his new publishing, uh, yeah. the the slick jacket, jacket press yeah. or whatever it's called. I think it's black um, press or some shit. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he made a big announcement about that. But since then, I still haven't heard anything. Um, he has been very quiet and I think it's majority because he's fucking just hustling whatever he, the stories that he's writing. Yeah. But that's the kind of unfortunate thing. When you go on your own, you have to be that social media presence. Fucking Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane. Like I see fucking spawn every single day on my, on my newsfeed every day. Yeah. And it may not even be comics related. It is like toy related, statue related, like uh j- apparently just recently uh he he put out a new comic called uh spawn king or king spawn something something or other mm-hmm. it is the highest grossing comic book in the last 25 years yeah Damn. that number one issue and i'm just like fuck like he is still killing it yeah. and i I'm rooting for whoever tries to be the next Todd McFarlane, but I feel like Todd is just fucking pushing shit out there. You know, this is, this is why I'm kind of excited to get into this space in the future. Um, Obviously I'm still trying to work on phase one, but I think the future of comics and stuff like this is the people that create them are going to have large video 
presences. Because mm-hmm. I am very surprised that there are not comic creators that try to embrace YouTube more. And they've tried, but they suck. I'm sorry. Like, a lot of y'all suck. Like, I'm talking about you need to have personality and also mm-hmm. write. You can go. There's this one guy on TikTok, and I'm sorry. I don't know his name. But he's, you probably know him, the manga guy. The He's he's a black creator. And he's working with, like, Nike oh, yeah. and all of those people. Yeah, like, yeah. He just he just recently has like an advertisement on TikTok that's fucking yeah, everywhere. Insane. Yeah. Like he's super popular and he's like like if you were to throw like stereotypical nerd at a wall, like that's what he looks like. And he even talks about it. He's like people make fun of me and all this stuff. He was all, "But if you want to follow your dreams, you can do it." And he's like, "But he's killing it." Like I think he yeah. did something with Gucci or something and he has a yeah, huge no, like presence. The, like just a few months ago, he was like, man, I really hope that I break into the space. And then he just like one day, just like, boom, just fucking yeah, blew, up. blew up. And the thing is, the book doesn't look great art wise, but maybe it's an amazing story. I haven't read it, but I'm just yeah. saying like it doesn't look the best in art, but that doesn't fucking matter. I, just, I literally read an article today because I was curious about like how much does it cost to make a manga by yourself? And the, the price looked insane. But somebody said, like, are you a great writer, but you suck at art? And they showed the examples of the writer of Attack on Titan's first book, like the first sketches of Attack on Titan. And they're a horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. One Punch Man was like shit. But they were like, but everybody loved the story. They were like, so if you can write a great story and sketch out your stuff shittily and somebody's like, we're going to give you a great artist and you're going to kill it. And then you fucking make that happen. Like, that's insane. So, like, I think the future is going to be, obviously, people that know how to write, but people that have big social media presences. Because I think Scott Snyder was already making a name for himself before YouTube and all that really blew up. Um, You know, um, Tynan's obviously leached off of Scott Snyder a little bit. But, um, you know, I think those kind of people will be really big. And I think, you know, Todd McFarlane's always, he's always been in the limelight. He's always been, like the he's he just knew how to make headlines you know what i mean but you know what he's always in front of a camera like he's always like he's never just like posting on facebook or posting on instagram or Mm -hmm. posting on twitter he's always in front of a camera like talking to his audience Mm -hmm. like hey we're gonna be doing this pretty soon so just be ready for the link and blah blah blah. he is always in front of a camera that's why i say video is going to be huge tiktok is big for people right now um Mm -hmm. obviously i'm growing little little there but you know it i think it's a big medium and that's always been kind of the game plan i've always wanted to build an audience and then like hopefully that audience enjoys my writing and then you know if they're interested in purchasing the book they can purchase the book there and that's how we're seeing people who create their own things you know what i mean to bypass the marvels and the dcs of the world because, you know, it does fucking suck that you can create something amazing a la Court of Owls. As much as we complain about Snyder's recent stuff, his Batman run is top tier. And the Court of Owls are one of the biggest Batman villains in the last fucking 50 years, in my opinion. And there is still people today that are finding that book for the first time. Yeah. Like, I I just talked to somebody just the other day. He is a comic book fan he he knows the genre but he's never read that story he read it earlier this week and he was just blown away like there's gonna be writers that just have a staple on the industry Mm -hmm. but i think they knew they do need to get a little ahead of the curve to stay 
relevant and to get new followers for sure. Yeah, I I, I think that's it. That's huge. And you know, some of these guys, like I think a Scott Snyder could carry a video. He just doesn't know how to do all the ins and out. So like, hey Snyder, if you listen to this podcast for some reason, hit me up. I'll fucking help you make content easily. Just give me, a, you know, give me in the door. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. Um, but like, you know, that's like the biggest thing. I feel like a lot of people need to really work on that. If you're somebody that's listening to this podcast and you're interested in doing this, steal this advice. Try to start making a presence in video. If you're not comfortable with making fucking, if you're not comfortable in fr- being in front of the camera, try to get comfortable with it. Go look at my first video ever on my YouTube channel. It's horrendous. I think it's awful. But look at how far I've come to like where I'm at now. Like yeah. you can get comfortable in front of a camera. I always thought I was going to be behind the camera forever. And then I was like, you know what? The only way I can make content is if I'm the focal point. And I started doing it. And, you know, I've been able to grow content. I'm not the biggest person, but I mean, I've, I've been able to grow on different platforms. So um, I think that is going to be the future. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, going back to comics, though, <laughs> Joker, I don't care. It's it yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah. So there's a few, let's just knock out some of these because there are some issues we really want to talk about. And uh, I skimmed Harley Quinn, which was a future state still. Why is that book going still? I have no idea. I think it's mainly just because it's Williamson. Williamson is a one of the top writers at DC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Infinite Frontier. Uh, that is actually being uh, spun off into a comic called um, Justice Incarnate right after issue six of infinite frontier it is like a prequel to an event they are they are planning something in the dc universe but we don't really know where it's going you know there's this big reveal that like freaking spoilers for people who haven't been reading infinite frontier but it's already four issues in uh roy harper you know the guy who died in titans um is alive but it's because he's the black lantern and like, they're trying to figure out all of that. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's getting fucking crazy. Like freaking power girl is back in the universe. She oh, just wow. made her, her uh, debut again. Uh, I think circle two, or no boob circle boob window and all oh, um, wow. next or last two weeks. I think two weeks ago was that book. Like they are making big things happen. But they haven't really been pushing their content, so not a whole lot of people know how good the story is. But that Joshua Williamson is not writing freaking Gotham Future State. Like it's it's this book is not doing great. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, there's that Harley Quinn book, which again, it's following that like we want to be manga, but we really don't want to be manga style. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's black and white, and they try to have the panel layout, and it just, I don't know, I skimmed it, so I didn't care. Another book I skimmed was Pennyworth. So they're trying to finally give Alfred his own book. And obviously, I want to say this is because of the show. I think that's, like, on season three or something like that. It is um, It is going on its third season. I did notice that the cover, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the face that they gave this Alfred is very similar to the actor yeah. who plays uh, Alfred in the show. Yeah, so skimming this book, I was interested at the start um, because I was like, ooh, I've always said I wanted to learn more about Alfred, but I got really annoyed very fast with this book because they were having Alfred you know, do the classic, like, let's hang somebody upside down and like get information out of them. Didn't have a problem with that. 
but they started making all these little notes of how he's a good spy because he looks at the reflections in his window to always cover his blind spots. He shakes a hand this way because of this and that. He turns a doorknob to make sure he's going through the back. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, just let the thing play out. You don't need to tell me every little thing he's doing that makes like him you a good genuinely spy. just need to write him like James Bond. That's literally yeah. all you have to do. Yeah. So, and then this thing does your favorite thing in comic books where it's present day now five years ago it does that like 10 times in this book and i got so confused when i was going through it because i was about to drop the book and then i turned the page and it was old alfred like batman's alfred captured and i was like oh i was like okay let me read this and then of course it goes back to him fighting like russians or some shit i'm like fuck and then i was like skimming it and then there was like it was like present day but like this weird monster thing and then it said back a few years ago and then it was present day now again. And then it was fucking back in the future. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And then it just <laughs> ends on, I guess, what is now. Yeah, it says now. And I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, it literally went to present to now to present. Or like present to past to present to past, present to past. Like every other page turn. And I was like, no, sorry. I oh, so, so I can't read it because I don't know it. But whoever knows freaking Morse code, the like next chapter name is mm. in Morse code on the last panel. Yeah, um, that, like, that's probably that is clever. But the entire description of what you just said sounds horrible. It was confusing, dude. Like, you know, the little details of things and all that jazz. Like, yeah, you just needed to write him as James Bond. That's it. Like. You could have Alfred picking up some women. You could have him doing all that kind of stuff. But this was just like he was fighting Russians. And now there is a girl they introduced. So I don't know if that's going to be a love interest down the line or whatever. But um, yeah, it was uh, very interesting. But yeah, I think you could make a Pennyworth book work. But that was just it wasn't done well, in my opinion, because I was excited about the, you know, the like going to present day kind of stuff, because one, we don't currently have an Alfred. Um, but I've always been interested about hearing about his past because every once in a while, people would mention Alfred's past. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool story. Scott Snyder, I think, did an issue uh, with Alfred's past at one point. And yeah. so, like, it's always interesting to see stuff like that. But anyways, Pennyworth wasn't that great, in my opinion. Another book that... So you read Second Son a little bit, right? Yes, I read the you're... entire 12 issues. Okay, so you're going to need to let me know this because, one, I started reading I Am Batman, which is the next John Ridley book that he is doing and one the art is not good it is garbage garbage i told this to clay it felt like this was somebody they hired off fiverr for those of you that do not know you can go pay people to do things and most of the time when it comes to illustrations and stuff they're not the best and if you want good ones obviously you're gonna have to pay for more but this looks like a cheap and like five dollars for 20 pages kind of thing in my opinion um and yeah okay so i don't understand this book because from my understanding jice was already fucking batman but this book is making it seem like he's on the road to become batman yes this is no no, no. so this is the book that literally connects second son to whatever plans they make to making him batman so mm -hmm. it's second son, I am Batman, and then eventually Batman. I'm guessing. 
I'm guessing that's the road that Ridley is wanting well, to take. In I Am Batman or in Second Son, was he in the bat suit or no? He was never no. in the bat suit. No, he was never in the bat suit at all. Oh he was God. so in this book here, you see him wearing that like ski mask or whatever. He's wearing yeah. all black. That is what he wears in the uh second son book. Mm-hmm. That is that is you learning about Jace as a character. Okay. This is like showing how he eventually gets into the bat suit because technically he gets into a bat suit, which I feel is total bullshit. Yeah. Because he just fucking leaves it out in the street. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he essentially it's an Iron Man bat suit. So he's essentially yes. Batwing. And uh, he goes to try to stop a riot and stuff like that. And I will say the story was intriguing with these protests and like the magistrate kind of like making problems to make it seem like rioters are causing the problem because we've actually seen that in real life. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of into that uh, because, again, this is something we thought Ridley was going to do. He was going to talk about the, you know, black issues in America. And that's what's happening in this book. And uh, so I applaud him for that. But, yeah, he wears this Iron Man suit. He gets shot a couple times or whatever. And they're about to capture him because this Iron Man Batman suit is bulky as fuck. And he, like, ejects out of it. Or that's what the assumption is you get because he launches these canisters that make dust or, like, smoke. And he gets away. And, yeah, he just leaves the fucking bat suit there to get picked up by the cops or the magistrate, which you wouldn't want to happen. And, yeah, I was just so confused by this because I was like, um... I've already fucking seen him in the bat suit. What the fuck is this? And at the end of the book, he's like, I'm going to need some help designing something. And I'm all like, wait, I read this in future state. And then there was these 12 issues of this digital short and he's still not Batman. Like how ass backwards is this storytelling? I genuinely think if they do it correctly, and I'm not saying that I want to because I definitely don't want this artist to be on the Batman title. But if you do it correctly, you can line this up with Fe- with Fear State. Him getting involved in all of that because of the, the freaking peacekeepers. And then have him be in the Batman title because it would make s- so much sense. Batman Second Son. I am Batman and then Batman, you know? Yeah. I don't want it to happen, but I feel like it's a very easy thing for DC to do. And I've said this multiple times. I said it in our uh, discussion about like Tim Drake and him being bisexual because uh, I can't remember who it was, but basically they said uh, that, Uh, DC is basically just wanting to make money off of the LGBTQ community. And I said, unfortunately they're doing that with black people too. Like the, we said that this was going to happen in Ridley's book. If he can do it well, it's a great read here. I think he makes an intriguing story, but it's not doing anything to really make me care for Jace. Yeah, you're telling me the subject matter, which I, I've, 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 we've seen in real life. Okay, mm-hmm. you're you're pushing that towards comics, which reaches more people's eyes in the comic book community, which is good. Yeah. 
But in that, you still need to convince me why I want Jace to be in the bat suit. Yeah. And right now, with 11 issues, technically, mm-hmm. you still haven't done it. Well, technically, because Jace was in the four issues beforehand, with 16, with 17 issues, you have not convinced me yeah. that Jace should be in the bat suit. And it's stories like this, with just exactly what you said, I totally agree. That since you're not making me care about Jace, this is one of those comics that comes off as, you know, a lot of people are like, they're just trying to push an agenda, man. They're not even trying to, like, uh, give us good stories and all this shit. It's these kind of stories that hurt this idea. And we talked about this. We had, like, a, I don't know how long that the first Black Batman podcast we did was. Almost a year ago, too. Holy crap. We talked about how if you do not do this Two years ago, sorry. Yeah, if you do not do this right, it's going to fail. And people are not going to remember this in the long run. And it doesn't seem like it's being handled very well. And unfortunately, see, this is... I love digital content because I'm a digital reader, Mm -hmm. right? There's ways that digital content can be good, and then there's digital content that can be bad. Second Son being digital content is bad, because and eventually what they did is they collected it and then printed it out and sold it that way. Yeah. But because most people didn't look at that, you didn't advertise it. You didn't push it. You didn't make it seem like more than just, hey, we're trying to make money off of black people. People don't know the story of Jace. Yeah. So when and if Jace becomes the main Batman in the Batman title. You're going to have those people that are like, well, this fucking came out of nowhere. What the fuck is this all about? Blah, 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 blah. It's because DC doesn't care enough to push this book, to advertise this book, to show them as a publisher. Hey, we really care about this project. Here you go. Instead, they're just like, hey, Ridley, you can you can read black. You can write black Batman. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Hey, look at look at Tynan. Look what he's doing. Look what he's yeah. doing. Like yeah, that's what they're, they're doing. The fuck out of his. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's just unfortunate. But I mean, it's it's nothing new to us. We've been saying this forever. Um. But just now that this new I Am Batman is out, it I don't know. And me, just as somebody who's been following it for a long time, I'm still like, are you fucking serious? You're gonna repeat? Yeah. All and because books? DC has basically jumped ship on digital content, they are not pushing anything digital anymore. Yeah. Their last digital title was Truth and Justice number 21. That was last week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is same as print. This is this is same day, you know, print yeah. and digital. So and I haven't heard anything. This book is out this week and I haven't heard anyone talking about it. I would assume that if they are going to do this black Batman thing, like if that's going to be the future then these books need are either selling well or they're just going to do it to do it. Yeah. You know, cause like, I don't see how you would continue this if they were, if they're selling badly, you know what I mean? Cause they even took off Bendis off Superman at one point, you know what I mean? Because it was just not good or he was selling like shit. Um, but anyways, uh, let's blaze through some of these other, we had, there was nine books this week, y'all. So we're going to blaze through uh, the Batman day book. Did you check that out? Didn't really have anything in it. It was showing how Batman was gassed by Scarecrow. And it was essentially him saying, like, I need somebody. I, I've been gassed. There's a Scarecrow's in my mind. 
uh, I don't know what this new thing is. And then it just like he's in his car f- and he like disappoint, like disappears. Yeah. And then it was like the first like or it wasn't even it was just that one scene where Jace was in the Iron Man suit, right? It no, was also- it's like a majority of the fucking book. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about like the first story because there's two stories in it. Yeah. One is Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne uh, doing the whole Joker stuff, which is, again, I'm not a fan of them, including important. I don't even think it's that important. No, I I skimmed I skimmed all of these uh, mm-hmm. free comic book day books just to see what they were. And it's very unfortunate, but they're like, hey, we're going to give you literally half of this comic. And uh, here you go. It's for free. And me, I'm like, cool. Half this comic is, oh, wait, the first half is a book that I've already read. Oh, well, uh, then I'm not taking it. Like Mm -hmm. not knowing that the second half is something that is new. Yeah. Like that's their problem because the same thing goes for Suicide Squad um, with the King Shark story and all of that. Um, there is also a, um, a, I think the only one that is different is Batman and Robin. Because uh, it's Batman, Robin. It's like a kid's book. It's like, yeah, remember. yeah, I saw that. It's like, like Hen- Hen- Batman, Robin, and Henry, or Batman, yeah. it starts with an H. Yeah. Uh, but it's a little kid's book. Like that's the only one that is like new content mm-hmm. completely. So. I mean, I, I I I quickly looked through the Batman special, but I was just like, mm-hmm. eh. Yeah. So there's that. Um. So you read these next two books, but just kind of give a quick summary of them. Uh, Batman eighty nine. I I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't get into this because I know that this is a movie. If that makes sense. It's also not set in eighty nine. Really. It's, it's just the characters. It is clearly years after mm-hmm. because michael keaton's character of yeah. bruce wayne has gray hair on his sides huh like he's an older bruce um barbara is introduced okay in this story and like this is all based off of like the old script of what was supposed to be the sequel to batman returns Oh, okay. Like, that's what this whole thing is. Um, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Marlon Wayans uh, was supposed to be... Oh, Robin, right? Robin. Yeah, in the next, yeah. A young Marlon Wayans yeah. was supposed to be Robin. Well, you don't see his face. You only see him in a hood, and he has, like, a ninja mask from the nose down, and then he has a cape. He actually, like, freaking trips up Batman, and like Batman is about to get captured at the very end of this book. Huh. Um, but this is it's so weird because like you see Batman 89, you see yeah. Batman Returns and you clearly know that Gotham knows Batman exists. Yeah. But in some weird way. Like there is a there is a dialogue between Bruce and uh, uh, Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Harvey Dent. And Harvey Dent thinks that Batman is more than one person. Oh, I can see that. He thinks that, um, like, because the the really weird thing in this is that Gordon is nowhere to be found, but Gordon is still working with Batman. Hmm. It is almost like in uh, The Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. Which one was it? 
Um, wait, what do you mean? We're like oh, he's helping him afterwards. Dark Knight Rises. I think he's not a cop anymore. Yeah. 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 Dark Knight Rises. So, mm-hmm. uh, so there's a moment here where like you hear Bruce talking to Gordon, but you just don't know where he is. And then at the very end, he contacts Bruce or Gordon contacts Batman. He's like, you know, we've been compromised. Harvey Dent's dating my daughter. And it's just another tactical move to get closer to me. This is our last time we're communicating. And then he like smashes the communication device Hmm. that Batman gave him. And that's like the end of the book or like near, near the end of the book. So like, I can see this having potential. Yeah, I do. But how much potential? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. only a six issue miniseries, which I think is safe, but it could lead to like, hey, this is only season one. Yeah. Let's move to season two afterward, you know, mm-hmm. because after six issues, how do you bring somebody to read more about this? Oh, season two issue one and put another big number one on it yeah. and people will gravitate towards it, you know? So I I think there is potential for this book. I don't know how much because I have never been the biggest Michael Keaton Batman fan. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the films, but it's not like he is my favorite Batman. Like everybody else in the freaking world thinks that this is the only real Batman that ever existed in cinema. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think it's a very smart move to put this in the years before freaking Michael Keaton shows up in the films, it makes him relevant again. Yeah. In the sense of that character, but who knows, you know, I, and I can fully assume that once Superman 78 is also being published, there's going to be a crossover. I feel like there is going to be a crossover for sure. Yeah, probably. Uh, What about adventures? How's that been going? I didn't get to read that either, which is unfortunate because like the first season was great. So this issue is a Batgirl Huntress issue, oh. um, which I actually really appreciated. The art was a little bit more like, I don't know if this is the right term, but like art deco-ish. Okay. Um, it was very bold. You could very tell, you could tell that it was like a different art style for sure, but it still kept the same like Tim verse look to it. Mm-hmm. Um but it was good. You know, there was this story about how I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but there is this mob boss that Black Mask is looking for because mm-hmm. he knows like trade secrets. Um, this mob boss just so happened to have a history with Gordon and has shot him once before. Batgirl is looking after him. Batman tells her, hey, don't go looking for him. You're too close to this. It's too personal. I'll deal with it. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you, Bruce. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And she goes after him anyway. And uh, Huntress is basically like, hey, I'm here to kill him. And you're not going to get in my way. Yeah. And they eventually have to team up. And at the end, Batman and Batgirl take this mob boss. Um his name is uh shoot. I want to get his actual name. Um oh, Footsies? Is that his name? Footsies? No, no, no. Or, uh, I don't know shoot. the mob boss. Is it like a classic uh, 
one from the series, like Rupert Thorne or um, Maroni, Falcone. Um, His name is Jimmy, Jimmy something. Jimmy the fish. <laughs> because he like, he gets like these tattoos of like musical, musical notes, notes yeah. on him. But, uh, but at the very end, Batman and Batgirl get him into custody. And it's so cool because at the very, very end, he's being thrown into prison and the police officer is whistling something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, that's that song. I really like that song. Mm-hmm. And the officer looks up at its huntress and she's like, I've never been a fan of it. And the really cool story about that is this mob boss is has a connection with Huntress because he was playing that song on the piano while her family was being gunned down. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. And at the very like and it shows the silhouettes of her entire family getting gunned down. Damn, I should have like, read this issue. <laughs> it is so good. And then at the very end, uh she says, I've never been a fan of it. And the last thing you see it's an all black panel with the shot of her crossbow nice is it still paul dini yes nice it's, it's co-written by paul dini it's paul he's dini and somebody else yeah he probably yeah. does like the main story work and then has the other person write out the dialogue and stuff yeah, um, it says it says uh he says this he says oh that's lullaby of a birdland. nice to hear an old favorite and she says i've never liked it myself and uh, she says, but after tonight, I doubt I'll ever hear it again. And then it says mm-hmm. thwack at the very end. That's pretty cool. Uh, it is. Dean, it, it was surprisingly good. Yeah, they've always had good imagery. And it, they always said they got better imagery because of censorship. So yeah. like that was always cool. Um, if he's not a part of the HBO series, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Like to just have Bruce Tim and not Paul Dini a part of it. Like if he doesn't write an issue or an episode or two. I'll be mad. But see, Paul Dini has been a part of a lot of animation still to this day. Mm-hmm. Like even the he wrote the, Arkham uh, game. he wrote the Arkham game, but most recently um, in Star Wars, the Bad Batch, the mm-hmm. the season finale for season one is coming out tomorrow, and he is in, he's been dabbling in several episodes of that. Okay. So I I I doubt I highly doubt you make a freaking batman centered animated show mm-hmm. with bruce tim involved and you don't get paul dini yeah like i doubt it he's gonna be a part of it for sure yeah all right moving on to a book you didn't read which was urban legends we already talked about the big drake thing that happened in urban legends but i'm just gonna skip to the end of this because it was essentially you know typical like red hood comes in for the save it had this cool moment of him having a bat suit because he took Bruce's like uh, heated heated bat suit that he uses against Freeze. Um, Jason does get gassed at one point to see his happiness vision, and his happiness was like him, uh, you know, being together with the family and everybody just like loving each other, and him like giving up his guns. Like that was his happiness. But he fights through it to because he knows he needs to save Bruce. And what ends up happening is it doesn't look like he's gonna make it, and the family shows up as backup. And they basically do everything they, you know, they kick everybody's ass. Um, Jason tries to chase after uh, the smile guy. And he goes and he gives Bruce an injection in his chest. And 
what ends up happening is I've always hated this. I've always hated when they make Batman emote with like where it looks like he's scared and he has like, I don't know. It just looks weird. It always looks weird when he's like scared or panting or whatever the drawing style, like the face just never looks good. And uh, well, he gets all mad and he's like, where's cheer. And this is where it kind of goes downhill for me, but I believe it a little bit at this first part, Batman runs and he gets cheer and he's hanging him off a gargoyle and cheer is like okay like let me go let me go like all this stuff and batman's like you made he's like i don't care about scarecrow because he's seen my fears but i use my fears to be batman he was all but you showed me happiness and essentially showing batman like he didn't want to see his happiest thoughts and it kind of insinuates that he was willing to drop cheer here because he showed him that and Drake is like, I've been down that road. Like, don't be me. Like, or not Drake, uh, fucking Red Hood. He was, uh, I've been down that road. You don't want to do it. And then Batman throws him to the side. And he's like, all right, Batman's done this before where he's never crossed the line. He always gets near it sometimes, but he doesn't do it. This is not my issue with the story. So we have like sulking Batman. Nightwing shows up and he's like, all right, the guy is subdued, blah, blah, blah. Then we have this like, you know, we have this the closing of the story where Red Hood gives a blue hood to the little kid and tells him you got to keep my secret and all that jazz. So the family's going to have a place to live because of Leslie Tompkins or whatever. And Bruce and Red Hood have their own little back and forth. Uh, Red Hood says he's going to give up the guns. He was like, I've been using rubber bullets for a while. He was all, but I think I'm just going to give them up. So that's interesting that he's not going to have his guns anymore. Um, but what ends up happening is they have their like, all right, well, you know, if you never need anything kind of conversation and Red Hood goes one way and Bruce goes another and Leslie Tompkins is like, did y'all hug? And he's like, we shook hands. And she's like, y'all are just never, y'all can never make this thing work properly. Right. He's like, it's just how we are. We're always disappointing each other or something like that. And what ends up happening is she asks him like, are you okay or whatever? And he's like, I'm good. And he talks about like his happiness, his happiness. Yes. And it's looking at these fucking pages. Oh my God. Yeah. So it shows Bruce happy in the bat suit. And then it says, it shows all the family. Everything is good. Then it shows red hood capturing Joker. And like, he's there. He's like, I got him. I got him. He's like, let's basically let's end this. And it insinuates that Batman kills Joker. In his happiest thought could be killing Joker. Holy fuck. Yes. And this is where I was all, fuck this book. Because that is the cardinal rule. Like, I would, as you said, you would be a hypocrite if you didn't like directors being able to do their own vision. I hate anybody that breaks the cardinal rule of Batman when it's not an Elseworld story. This urban legend isn't supposed to be an Elseworld story. No, it is, it is canon. Like, everything yeah. in here is canon. So, if you have Batman thinking his happy... You're telling me his happiest moment isn't with his parents being alive? Like, come on. Like, that's just stupid, in my opinion. Um, but his happiest moment is killing the Joker? Like, I was like, fuck you, Sadarsky. Like, really? And this is why I'm like, if he's going to be on Batman, now I'm kind of iffy about it. Because, like, I understand that he was trying to insinuate something here because Red Batman does give Red Hood his old suit or a new suit with the old helmet back. He was like, in case you ever need it. And so it's like a touching moment there. But you just made Batman's happiest moment him killing the Joker. Like, one, this pisses me off 
because I just spent the last week and a half fighting off a bunch of dumb people on the internet that are like, oh, Batman does the cute. I like the Batman cute. You know, I don't know how many people are going to go to this issue now to be like, well, see, his happiest moment is he's killing Joker. Like, I'm going to have to fucking deal with that shit now. And my only comeback is going to be like, Zadarsky fucking sucks at that writing, okay? Uh, when I know he's a great writer, but I'm going to be like, that was just a shit comic book. Like, it worked. This that only- is fucking nuts. It's a dumb writing move. Like, come on. And this I, is from Zadarsky, who I, in I, issue I, one did that amazing Batman silhouette with the lights going out. Same guy. Yes. And he broke this here. I don't understand. Like you were, you were, it started so good. You see the bat family and you're like, oh, this is such a good moment. And then it flips the fucking lid. Yeah. Why would you do that? It's so dumb. I I hated it. I instantly hated it. I was just like fucking dumb. It's just, it's, and the crate again, I can't, I can't spoil anything, but the next Batcat issue is so good in my opinion because it hits a lot of core of what Batman is. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, just some people just don't know how to write Batman. It's just how it is. And that's why I think if Zadarsky is the next one to take over, I'm a little iffy. Um, I can't believe that happened. Like the only person that is able to do that and he is now retired from comic books, it's fucking Alan Moore. And because Alan Moore, when he did it, his book was an Elseworld story at the time, but it became so popular and so great that they took elements of it and made it canon. But like some people say, and if you go read the things, even Alan Moore says that he didn't kill like Joker at the end, but it's kind of implied through the imagery, right? Like you can have that discussion. It's like the fucking Inception spindle falling or not falling at the end. Um, But Zadarsky doing this like I just I, I couldn't believe it and that's all I was surprised I was like did you read it because I knew you would have had comments about it but like I was I, are you fucking serious like that's fucking nuts dude I I need see I've kind of been avoiding my DC chats mm-hmm. a whole lot as far as comic chats yeah um because I haven't read these books but because of that yeah, I need to fucking go see what other people think. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the thing that pissed me off this week in comic books. Uh, everything <laughs> else was just kind of boring, you know, but that I was just like, wow. Uh, but let's move on to Detective. What do you think about Detective? Because I have to say, I enjoyed this issue because of that Batsuit reveal. Like, I loved it. Oh, <laughs> so I just, I'm literally I literally just scrolled upon this right before we jump on it. Anything else? Um, uh, Chip Zdarsky was on a uh, was doing an interview mm-hmm. and they say there is a lot of worry about James Tynan's announcement would you like to set the record straight on whether you will continue writing Red Batman con- quotations mm-hmm. Daredevil and continue to work at DC Comics would you ever want to transition away entirely if this were successful enough now I'm just to set the tone Zdarsky is a very joking person Mm-hmm. Like he got banned from Twitter for a while because he showed a picture of his ass while swimming. Um, uh, he says, look, James Tynan is a coward who needs sleep, quote unquote, and spending time with loved ones, quote unquote. I'm still on Daredevil and I'm still working on DC projects like a goddamn hero to people. 
<laughs> so who knows? I yeah. I think if given the chance, he would write a little bit more like what what's the right word I'm looking for? More in really route good. of what people think mm. Batman truly is. Yeah. And I think he has liberties with this book because it's not the main Batman title. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it could be like Drake getting, uh, you know, fucking the whole buy thing. Like they're just like, eh, let it happen. Whatever. It's in the book. Yeah. You know, um, nobody's going to read urban legends. So uh, maybe that's why it is. But uh, what are your thoughts on this detective? So we, the, unfortunately I hate it that we got this. We, the ending of this book was teased in Huntress's book. So we kind of already knew this was coming. Um, the ending of this book, I should say. Yeah. But uh, what did you think of the book overall? I liked it. I mean, I don't care what people say because there was so many people. Because I, I said this before uh, Mora got onto Detective, mm-hmm. but I had always said Dan Mora needs to be on Batman. Like I that's agree. what he that's what he needs to do. And there was so many people that were just like, oh, I think he he's just too colorful. He's not dark enough. I don't think he would really get the like the aesthetic of Batman. Mm-hmm. You look at that fucking page with blue suit Batman yeah. and you tell me otherwise. It looks amazing. It uh, looks fucking great. Yeah. For any new Batman uh, News Weekly listeners, my favorite Batman suit is blue suit Batman. Um, I love it. So when I saw this page turn, I was like, yes. Uh, the reason why he gets a new suit is uh, on the last issue, they burned down his uh, house. And they also, not Wayne Manor, he's living in apartments. He, they burned that down and uh, they were searching the sores. But in typical Batman fashion, anybody that gets in a certain perimeter of any of his bat caves, they self-destruct. Like everything blows up and destroys itself. But they were still walking through the sores. So they came across it and they decided they destroyed even more shit after it destroyed yeah. itself. Um, so he didn't have anything. So he's asking Barbara like, yo, I don't have a suit. And she's like, you need a suit? And he's like, you know, he explains the problem. She's like, you got a bat, you got an extra one on the docks. And he was like, are you sure it's safe? And like the crate is called like worm something. So like nobody would touch it. Um, and uh, yeah, he turns the page and it's this amazing drawing of Batman on a rooftop in the classic blue and gray suit with a yellow belt. Looks amazing. And then there's this imagery of him looking at what, you know, is typically Times Square. Um, and it just says like Batman bring us Bruce Wayne on every single monitor and it looked amazing yeah and i was like that looks awesome but like more importantly i think for me we shit on that fucking huntress book mm-hmm. so hard yeah. right and we're like well this is fucking stupid now batman's infected whatever mm-hmm. the ending of this fucking book was actually super fucking intense mm-hmm. like the imagery and all i th- again kudos to fucking mora yeah, like because even even when he infiltrates the place where it's all mm-hmm. fucking dark and red, you get to see the silhouette Batman a whole lot, which is awesome. And even here, like you don't like when people do emotes with Batman. Yeah, his emotes with just the eyes. Like I love when he uh, when he gets shot. Like he's noted, like he's like, oh shit, what is that? You see the emotion in his eyes. You can actually tell without having to fucking see pupils. 
yeah. or however I forgot who fucking did that last time that we were like, oh god, we see his yeah. pupils. That's weird. Um, but he actually changes his eyes glow red and everything else. Mm-hmm. It is great. Like yeah, I, 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 I really did like the because I was very unsure about how this whole inclusion with Penguin was going to go. And I've kind of been tired already of what's his fucking face. Um, The dad guy. Yeah. The big giant worth. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of getting tired of him, but this played out very well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this big discussion, which we, I mean, we, we went all for the art and we're like, um but like the story here was amazing because batman was going to find the jury and it was made up of criminals that were judging batman and they were like you're protecting bruce wayne and all this stuff he's like i protect gotham he's like you didn't protect my daughter and he was like well like you know your daughter he explains why like he was like you can't basically i can't protect everybody but i'm he was like you're over here you know like basically you're you're looking for revenge you're not looking for justice and um, there's like this good conversation because, you know, a lot of people, I don't know why when when I had these Batman discussions, when I talked about the no kill rule, everybody always brings up the idea of like, well, Batman doesn't save anybody. So technically people are dying. I'm like, you fucking expect him to save everybody? Like, well, but that's uh, funny enough. Um, that was a big thing. Well, not a big thing yet, but I feel it will be in Batman 89. Mm -hmm. uh batman like saves this saves this armored car from thieves Mm -hmm. with a helicopter but the armored card the armored car falls and two security guards were in it one of them died Mm. and i'm like i i was reviewing it with a friend and i was like how many how much do you want to bet people are going to blame batman for that like yeah like readers are going to blame batman for killing somebody Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's it's stupid because in any of these moments, oh, Bruce's house caught fire is like the people next door who die. Like, is it his fault? Like, yeah, it's it, it gets stupid, ridiculous. But I do like this story because there's a moment here like you were you were kind of going on with it. Yeah. Batman says, uh, uh, who what has got them but a city of guilty men, powerful men who fail to protect uh, what it's what is most valuable, mm-hmm. a city of men who are blinded by injustice and doomed to repeat the crimes against them. And that's when Worth gets like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. now you're blaming me. And we know that Worth is a guy that, like Batman says, is just this powerful guy of Gotham that thinks he can just fuck around and do whatever he wants. But it's legitimately those people that like they think they can get away with everything like there was like the whole the whole blowing up a fucking gotham pd like that precinct like Mm -hmm. there's got to be people who died in there whose fault is it um the guy who fucking blew it up not batman Mm -hmm. he wasn't even batman at the time exactly yeah he's bruce wayne but i mean so here's the one thing and again we've had our criticisms of tamaki I think she's killing it on this issue for sure. I think we praised the last issue as well. was not bad. Um, but I like the idea that they she showed that scientists or bad people were pulling the virus from Vale to make it into a canister that explodes and it can inject Batman that way instead of him having to get close to him. 
because we were, that's our issue with Huntress. We we're like, you knew he had the fucking virus. You knew he infected people and you still got within a foot of him. That's yeah. like, you know, it's so stupid. So we know it would be look really bad if Batman did something like that. So she went as far as making them make a different kind of thing because Batman's really good at dodging shit. But how do you dodge gas? Like, and he can put something on there. Like he could put a mask on right away, but if this is so contagious, like they're they explain it to be, you know, now he's like, oh fuck, you know, I'm screwed. And so now we're gonna see Huntress more than likely have to fight crazy, dangerous Batman because what they what they said in this book at the start of it is this virus is similar to rabies, where it makes like it makes a person extremely violent. So um, yeah, we're about to see that. So this worth, I mean, not worth. Vio has control of Batman, and it looks like we're gonna see uh, Huntress go after this chick, uh, or go after Batman. So I'm pretty interested to see what's gonna happen there. And uh, the uh, end story was um, Task Force Z. I didn't read it, but it had to do with the reporter that was, you know. Yeah. Here. So she she goes to the morgue. I can't remember exactly why. Uh, but she sees like all the villains that have like died recently. Yeah. She's so you see Bane and his dead body. Mm-hmm. You see man bat and his dead body. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, Oh, and there's a third and it's missing. And they're like, well, who was it? And they're like, Oh, well this was Astrid Arkham. Yeah. The Arkham Knight. And she's gone. So I'm sure that's leading to something. Yeah, for sure. Because, of course, we see her in future state Gotham. So I don't know if we're still leading towards that or not. But we know that although the story kind of fell flat in Tomasi's run, Mm -hmm. the Arkham Knight was a character that a lot of people liked. So I think it would be dumb to keep her dead or to just not play around with her at all. Yeah. So bringing her back, I think, is a smart move. Yeah, for sure. She was in Tomasi's run, so we'll see where she goes. But all that away, we're going to talk about the final book here. Again, if you guys are new listeners from TikTok or wherever you've come from, uh, we do cover Tom King's other books on this uh, podcast. Uh, We've been covering Rorschach and Strange Adventures and stuff just because he is also writing Batman. uh, Still with Batcat, we cover his other stuff, and these series are coming to an end. Rorschach 11... Like his issue 11s are always like the big reveal issues, like big, like big things happen. What yeah. did you think of this issue? I will be honest. I was confused as fuck. I had to write it. I had to read yeah, it. twice. I agree. I agree. I had to read it twice. And the reason why Tom King does it. Se- like he, he does this several times throughout majority of his books. But one thing that I was not a fan of was at first, um, our main character, the detective, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I don't even he, think they say it in this issue. He was talking to uh, the girl, L- Laura. Yeah. yeah. Lauren, Laura. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning, they were responding to each other. And then they became their own stories. They were like talking to they were talking to themselves, but it looked like they were having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I got really fucking confused. So I was like, you know what? I'm scrolling back up and I'm only going to read his parts. And then I started to see, oh, now they're talking to each other again. So I had to go back and only read her parts for that mm-hmm. one segment. And then I read the back and forth. 
we kind of saw where it was going at the last issue because the last issue I hadn't read until yeah. like later until like last week mm-hmm. and leading up to this issue. His boss is fucking involved with this shit. Yeah. And he was suspecting it. And that's why he fucking took his his glass. Mm-hmm. Right. And the big question is like, OK, you know this to be true. Otherwise, why would he take evidence and why do you think he would take a couple of days to figure everything out? Yeah, of course, it's to fucking like make sure he's not connected and they can blame somebody else for it. Clearly, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So shit is clearly hitting the fan. And it's like, okay, well, you need to like it's clear you need to kill him. And I'm like, that's the fucking first thing you do. Yeah, you work for the fucking FBI. You're the authority. Like get some fucking other people involved and get them arrested. But I know that wouldn't that wouldn't be a good ending. You know, it yeah. would just be like, "Oh, okay, he's arrested over." Boom. They have to make it dramatic somehow. Mm-hmm. So like this whole idea and you know, they're playing back the like how does everything connect? And I really like the visual of the flashbacks and like connecting everything. We kind of got the exact same thing last issue as well, yeah. learning that there was somebody else involved with the story, mm-hmm. uh, this intern or whatever her name was. Yeah, the secretary. Um, the secretary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how she was kind of second guessing everything. And then like you're like, oh, shit, she got she she committed suicide. But in fact, mm-hmm. it wasn't suicide and all of this other stuff. Yeah. So it was good, man. I, I really enjoyed the this is the penultimate issue like we are getting to the end here yeah um i really like the visual of warshack standing in front of him and then fucking just like blowing his brains out him yeah. landing on the fucking uh bed mm-hmm. i i genuinely genuinely like this this entire thing yeah no this was amazing so um for a lot of people that may not know of tom king he is a perspective writer what mean what that means is he wants you to feel like you are the character at times in his book. Um, you may or may not like that. A lot of people didn't like that during his Batman run when they were confused by what was happening during the uh, what did they call him? The, uh, the nightmare issues. Yeah, it, but you were supposed to be confused by those issues because you were supposed to be Batman. He was confused. So this is kind of what it means here too. Clay got confused. I got confused, and it's kind of like showing you like. Yeah, you're supposed to just be immersed in that. It's like if you were seeing this in your mind, and that's where this is coming from. But the thing that I loved about this story was, if you, another thing that people may not know uh, that we've talked about a lot on this podcast is this is the undertones are from real world stories. This is from American government shit that's going on. There's a lot of conspiracies that happened with the Trump administration and all of this shit. The interesting thing here is. We are seeing, and as we've got revealed here, is these two characters. Uh, what is his name? Mason, or the what's the artist's name? Uh, Myers. Yeah. Myers and Laura are just pawns in a bigger conspiracy. They yeah. were nobodies. They were just somebody that was on a parlor or a Twitter that was following a crazy conspiracy. And they were like, yeah, we can do this. And they were pawns in somebody else's game to just be fodder to the canon. And what happens, a la what happened January 6th, 
in America, when you get enough of these people together, eventually you're going to get some people that can actually do something. And when they found out that this girl could actually kill the man that they were just trying to look like it could get assassinated, they were like, fuck, we need to cover our tracks because she's actually going to kill our guy. And they had to take things into their own hands and try to clean it up. And that I just thought was like, wow, to just see how insane it is. And then it goes even farther, right? Because like you mentioned, this guy works for the FBI. Why doesn't he just go to the FBI? Well, if people in high up governments that are working for the president are doing this crazy shit, who can you really trust? Exactly. And you just start thinking about like, maybe I'm the only one that can do this. And then it goes on to show that we've seen throughout this whole story that Rorschach has, or people have taken over the persona of Rorschach because they think they're the only ones that can do something. And we see this imagery in the whole book that this guy might have to become Rorschach to make the change happen. And it's, it's just like people think today, like I need to be this crazy person because they're stealing the election or they're doing this or and, whatever. And, and that's why, like, that's why at the very end he says, well, Rorschach says, I can only see myself and like shoots him in the face yeah. because at that point, the imagery is supposed to be, oh, I can no longer see who I am. I can only see I'm Rorschach. Yeah. Like, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's such a good read, man. Like, I was just, I do want to get this in hardcover when it comes out and just read it from start to finish. Um, yes, this is, this is again, again, like, we know that he's polarizing. We know that some of his writing styles is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But Tom King writes for the trade. Yeah. He writes for the collected edition because it is from point A to point Z is what the story is. It's not like he he will write a story about A. He will write a story about C. He will write a story about E. But to get the entire thing, like it is it is a work of art. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to get this hardcover as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this book is amazing. Uh, we know that Strange Adventures, that uh, penultimate uh, issue was great. So will he stick the landing? That's always yeah. the biggest question, right? Because Tom Taylor, it, maybe it's just a Tom thing. Maybe they don't stick the landing. But I don't know. But I've enjoyed, um, you know, the stories. Like Mr. Miracle was great. That was kind of open-ended. I don't know if you can do that with all these books. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, he took a long break from uh, Batcat. So we'll get that issue next week. If I'm not mistaken, we'll be covering that. Because I think it comes out next week. Yes, Batcat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we'll be covering Batcat next week on the podcast. And uh, like I said, I've already read it. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought there was some good stuff in there. And um, so, yeah, like I Tom King never ceases to amaze me. I've, I always say it on this channel. Like I slob on the dude's knob because you think he's a fucking great. No, he's a great writer. I'm sorry. Like there's very there's not another writer out there right now that I'm just like when his shit comes out, I want to read it like yeah. there's just not. Um, so, you know, I'm excited. That's the only, I think that's the only thing that I think is interesting about comics over manga is usually one writer in manga kind of stays on the same project forever right they're not working on multiple or no, is not that... not you not usually they yeah. they usually stick to one story 
uh, it's been a very long time since something like that has happened because they know that it's not like Western comics. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm, I may get cut off at the knees, so let me go ahead and just start another story. Their best guess or their, their, their dream is to be like, hey, I'm going to write this story into the ground, like, but it still be good, you know, not yeah. like, hey, I'm going to destroy this whole franchise. Like, everybody's aspiring to be the modern day One Piece. Like, mm-hmm. no, like sure. hey, I need to write a thousand issues mm-hmm. or a thousand chapters because um, that just solidifies your job, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, like, you're reading Food Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Food Wars has like 300 or 400 chapter or chapters in it. Uh, they th- that writer doesn't really do anything during that time. Yeah. Other than that book, so. Yeah, so that's the one positive we get to see a bunch of Tom King's like ideas on other characters. Um, but yeah, I mean that's uh, I guess the one positive American comics right now is you get to do uh, read a bunch of different things and you know continue to keep wanting more from that one particular writer um but yeah this is probably it this being the hundredth episode is probably our longest episode ever if not it's definitely in the top three because we are almost at two hours and 30 minutes so um yeah so it's definitely one of our longest i hope you guys i hope i can upload this because there is like a limit on anchor so we'll see what happens but anyways ladies and gentlemen uh clay what do you got going on this week man so this week at the time of you listening, this will most likely be tomorrow, which will be, in fact, Friday um, at, I believe, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, 6 p.m. Well, hold on. Yeah, 6 p.m. Central. Um, I'm actually going to be going live on the Geekverse YouTube channel to talk the first three episodes of titans um of course you will hear my thoughts here on batman news weekly once juice finishes those episodes we'll have a conversation about it but if you want to hear some initial thoughts go check that out as well as next monday um, i'm going to be reviewing the first episode of stargirl as well as talking all of your dc news over there at the geekverse youtube channel um next up i believe i do have a ranger alliance episode out there so go ahead and go check the uh geek ultimate alliance network go check that out i was not on weird science this week some other scheduling um got in the way of that but uh for the most part that's pretty much it oh and also uh on the geek ultimate alliance network go check out star wars alliance we just reviewed the latest book of the high republic series out of the shadows noise noise all the podcasts ladies and gentlemen he's on them all too but, many uh, for me uh definitely go check out my youtube channels or my tiktok i'm constantly posting content over there if it's not on if i don't post something one day i'm probably posting it on something else um i'm always working on new content constantly doing things there uh if you want batman content uh i have posted a lot of those videos recently on tiktok so definitely go check that out and if you are from tiktok well welcome i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast but that is going to be it for this supersized 100 episode special, ladies and gentlemen. This is Batman News Weekly. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman News Weekly. <laughs>